Okay. Welcome back to Bits Over Broadway. Welcome back to Bits Over Broadway. <laughs> so we're doing things a little different this time around. Mitch is working. Uh, so I'm the sound engineer. Meryl and has the co-host. Meryl has all the power in the room right now. That's right. I'm becoming a quadruple hyphenate. It's true. So um, also of note, there's a Nigerian pride parade <laughs> happening on Second Avenue. <laughs> so we uh, didn't. I, I guess that's a thing we need to worry about. Uh, yeah. In later like s- rehearsal or rehearsals. Um, we are rehearsing. He's an actor. I'm an actor. If you didn't know. <laughs> uh, for like later sessions, we should probably like, you know, check to see if there are any parades going on. Yeah. It's I can't believe this somehow escaped my. I know. I figured notice. of all people you would know. Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. Um, okay. All right. Let's get started. So I don't have any business up top. Connor, do you have anything? No business whatsoever. Perfect. Then let's jump right into it because it going to be good. It going to be good. <laughs> All right. Our guest today uh, is an incredible talent. You can see her waiting tables. You can see her <laughs> performing. She's an actress. Her name is... Stephanie Jurgens. Stephanie! Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Yes. Thank you. I'm um, so excited to be here. It's exciting for you to be here. Just a second. Got to adjust, adjust now. Adjust, move yeah. closer. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> here I am. Again, See, I'm Meryl sound Meryl is the sound engineer. <laughs> and I'm not good at it. <laughs> That's the most important thing to note, is that I'm doing this on a wing and a prayer. Yeah. Somewhere Mitch is just like twitching. He can't figure out what's wrong, <laughs> but he knows that I'm making a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. Buckle up, folks. Let's go. All right. So today we are talking about Bat Out of Hell, the <laughs> Meatloaf musical. Yeah, we are. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's wild. So all three of us went and saw it yes. in New York. Yeah. This is like the first show that we've all seen, that we all saw and we all saw together. Yeah. Um, And what an experience. Literally it just wild. Um, <laughs> before we start, yeah. let's talk a yeah, little bit about the show. So All here's right. here's your facts and figs about Bad Out of Hell. Yeah, the music, lyrics, and book were all written by Jim Steinman, um, and it was based on the album that was also written by Jim Steinman and performed by Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Um, also titled Bad Out of Hell. There were like three albums in like the Bad Out of Hell yes. like universe. Canon. <laughs> So will. it was like Bad Out of Hell, Bad Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell, mm-hmm. yeah. and then Bad Out of Hell 3, I don't know the title of there that There are one. more bats. There are more bats. <laughs> there are, there are bats. more bats. There are bats everywhere. Um, <laughs> the it, bats have come There's a, There's really not a lot of uh, information about this show. Uh, Jay Scheib was the director. The choreography was done by Emma Portner and, and Zena Gustar. That is very important to it me is. because I several times going back through my notes have written... Who did this choreography? The choreography is insane. (laughs) Um, I'm so glad we're getting names on this. I'd love to look up more of their work. You're very welcome. Uh, So the production history is kind of (laughs) wild. It has mostly been in London uh, or in like in England. Um, They did a production in Manchester in 2017. Then they moved to London um, on the West End from uh, June 2017 to August 2017. Then they opened in Toronto in 2017 until 2018. 
And then they went back to London for a revival. London was like, we love it. Bring it back. We want more, more of it. Give us more meatloaf. And then um, <laughs> that closed in, uh, the revival closed in 2019. R.I.P. At the beginning of the year. And then um, they came out here to New York City Center and did a limited run um, from August 2019 to uh, the beginning of September. And now it's dead forever. R.I.P. Until we remount it. (laughs) Truly. As the stars. Um, It hasn't been nominated for anything because like it's. Tragically. Tragically (laughs) not nominated for anything because it hasn't been like done like a full run or anything like that. And to be clear, this is off Broadway. This is bits over off Broadway. Bits over off Broadway. (laughs) We're. Special edition today. We're going to slightly to the left of the Great White Way today. Exactly. Um, And that's all the facts and figs. Mayor, do you have a. A little plot synopsy? Well, I mostly have characters, although I will say that um, this was listed as a loose retelling of Peter Pan, which emphasize the word loose (laughs) which i did not know going into it i do think that the best way to see the show is to know nothing yeah um basically so if it gets remounted just try to (laughs) (laughs) um but i did write down several times is this just peter pan Mm, good so they make they make a call um there are a lot of jokes that come up that are like specifically from the peter pan broadway show Okay. Well, yeah. had never seen. Um, I was I was in it. <laughs> okay, Brad. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll have a uh, a whole other uh, section for Connor to tell us about how he was in Peter Pan. <laughs> I played two oh, characters at once. I think I knew this because yeah. I believe I've made the joke that asking you if you played the dog. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this has come up before. <laughs> I think it. I think it has. Absolutely. Um, but it also was very reminiscent of like. Romeo and Juliet, yes. West Side Story. It, oh, it yeah. had lots of. There's nothing original about this, Mm-mm. and yet it's the most original piece of work that I've ever seen, possibly in my life. Absolutely. At no point, at any time, did I know what would happen next. Yeah. Yeah. Completely unpredictable. <laughs> like couldn't couldn't have guessed if they had paused the show, gun to my head, and been like. What's going to happen? I would have been dead multiple times. Yeah. Could never have. Absolutely. I think that's because like there was no plot. (laughs) No plot whatsoever. But there were several subplots that were never rectified. They were never explained. (laughs) Introduced to us seemingly midway through their own timeline. So you would guess what would happen next. And then it would just be a completely different story. And (laughs) like, oh, I'm supposed to have a familiarity with these characters that I simply do not have. Absolutely. Um, But they're talking as though... I know what the story is, mm-hmm. that I know who these people are. And I want everyone to know that the runtime on this show was two hours and like 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. like close to it three was, hours. It was a long, but a it long didn't feel oh, like three felt, hours. It felt like 10. Honestly, felt like 10. It was, it was 10 amazing. minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. No, yeah, like, like 10, 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it, that is what we meant. flew through it. Yeah. I was, it was like doing amphetamines. I just felt. <laughs> So alive. Anyway, okay, so yeah. let's go through the characters. Characters first. These are important. Also, uh, there is a character named Tink, which yes. now Peter Pan. Peter Pan. And he Tinker does Bell. die. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, no amount of applause can bring him back. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, it's ins- this, whole, this whole show is insane. Okay, starting from the top, we'll have um, Strat, mm-hmm. who you is know, a mutant. Like the guitar. <laughs> 
He's a mutant. That's important. There are mutants in yeah. this show. Just so you know, this show is post-apocalyptic. There <laughs> yeah. are mutants. It does take place in New York City, which is now in a post-apocalyptic world called Obsidian. Yes. Why? Who knows? Because Hellfire. Oh, yeah. There it <laughs> so is. So the mutants is. have some sort of problem with their <laughs> there's some DNA or something. I don't know. That makes them stop aging at 18. They get to be 18 forever. Sounds like a blessing and a, a curse. Blessing right. and a curse. It means that they are impossibly horny all the time, and but have no ability to control their impulses. Yeah. Yes. So it's and also a have to sneak their alcohol. It's so, it's so nuts. And in the case of New York City, they can't. Is it New York? Does New York have a twenty-one limit on smoking, or is that California? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's California. Sorry. Famously Strike that. Smoke, so. I'm going to cut yeah. that out. Okay. <laughs> hey, Meryl, cut that out. I'm going to cut that show. Okay. <laughs> so Strat is a leader of the mutants. Um, and also in this analogy of Peter Pan, he's Peter Pan. He's 18. Raven, the daughter of the bad guy Falco, who is turning 18 in the show. Falco is the villain and the CEO of Falco Industries. That's all we know about him. Yeah. Why he's so villainous. I mean, he's villainous because all the children are 18 and he's not. And he, he's old. He's old. And by old, I mean he's like 40. <laughs> Just not old at all. But when yes. you're comparing yourself to an 18-year-old. And year also, old, you know, stuff. like capitalism and greed. Sure. And like, oh, yeah, that too. I wish any of those themes had been touched on. Or I think they were supposed to be. <laughs> You're correct. They're just subtly yeah. there. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's implied. But, like, there's no, <laughs> like, the an implied critique of capitalism. An implied critique, exactly. Because, like, they never talk about, like, the industry or, the, like, the company that he runs. No, we don't know what Like, Falco we don't know what he's does. doing yeah. at all. If, if it was, He like, just, like, lives in a tower. All they had to do was put in a line that was, like, oh, man, if our, like, tanker of chemicals hadn't overturned and right. then mutated all of these children to being children forever people would love us and then i'd be like oh i get why he's the bad guy instead right. he's just like a mean dad who's like <laughs> i don't want my daughter dating this young man exactly <laughs> it's very bizarre like it would all it would have taken was like one line of dialogue sure. I, jim steinman call me let me fix this for you <laughs> give me the tony i so i so deserve yeah meryl is going to become the script doctor for all of broadway <laughs> for all of jim steinman's, all of jim musicals. steinman's musicals um sloan who is falco's wife raven's mother she is famous for how drunk she is she's and also incredible. how like she's living vicariously through her daughter yes um tink the aforementioned mutant. Now, what's crazy about Tink is his DNA got frozen at an earlier age. Yeah. So he has stopped. At like, like 16? At like 15. I think or, it's yeah. 15. I think it's 15. 15. It's like still it horny, really but uh, you're not 18. Right. So. so you can't do the stuff that cool 18-year-olds <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. And everybody treats so him like. boom. Right. And, so, and everybody treats him like he's like a, like a 10-year-old. Yeah. And he's like, I'm 15. And I'm also like. He's 15. He's 15, and also and he's played by a 30-year-old man. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like a very short 30-year-old man who's like, I'm 15, and I'm like, you aren't. And you haven't been for some time, my good sir. Truly. <laughs> my favorite thing about him was he only got to ride a regular bike, not a cool bike. Not a yeah. cool bike. Not a cool bike. <laughs> not a motorized yeah. No vehicle, motorcycles for Tink. Which it's... makes me believe like 15 is the age because no license. Exactly. Oh, that's, oh, sure. that's got to be it. Sure. Which is like telling about the politics of the show that this voice is so angry, so angsty because like, 
he doesn't have a license. <laughs> That's the extent of his problem. Truly, truly. But in a post-apocalyptic world, would licenses matter? I'd love to say no, yes. but I can't tell. <laughs> Honest to God, I can't tell. You guys, Jim Steinman and my brains have aligned. I know everything about the show. I'm ready to answer. It's true. It's true. And we're going to answer those questions once we get through this list of characters. Um, It'll happen, right? Yeah, we're close. We're fine. Zahara um, works at Falco, works for Falco as like a a nurse, but she's also a mutant. She's, She's sort of... She's not like a double agent because she's not reporting to Falco for no. anything. She's just like working for him to make money. And but none of the Lost Boys, which are what all the mutants are basically right. called, know about it. And so when she's found out, it's like devastating to them for some reason. It does like right. the show does kind of lend itself to making her a double agent, though. But she doesn't like. But she doesn't tell but she, Falco yeah. any secrets, right? And like they no. ask somebody, it, like you, asks her, like <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, it, somebody like at some point asks her why she works at Falco, and she's like, "There's a lot you don't know about me." And then, and then we never find never find out, out anything about <laughs> it. Tell you what we don't know about her. Um, also important that she is in a sort of romantic situation with with. Um, Jaguar, which is which spelled J A G W I R E. That's important for me to relate to you, the audience, that this man's name is Jaguar. Reader, I am so <laughs> upset that that's his name. Which brings me to Jaguar himself. Um, and I, I really would just encourage everyone to read the Wikipedia for this show, um, the character descriptions, because there's one song that all of the lost mutant boy children um sing in where they're all telling their stories about like um man before i was a mutant this was my (laughs) life or like all the bad shit that's happened to them um so notably jaguar once had a best friend named kenny (laughs) and i wish i was making that up but i'm not i'm really not i don't remember Um, that at all also jaguar's in love with zahara but zahara at first, is not in love with Jaguar. And that is revealed to us through a five-minute love song where Jaguar is singing to Zahara, and we don't know their names at this point, or or I've missed them. Maybe we know Zahara, but I don't know that we do. And he is singing to her so plaintively and, like, begging her to love him, and she's like, I just can't love you i'm like i have no investment in either of these people i don't know because it happens it's like the second song in the show <laughs> so early it's so nuts at no point do you know anything that's happening with these people yeah um other notable characters supposedly supposedly are blake valkyrie and ledoux i didn't even know there was a ledoux yeah who are any of those people Valkyrie was the redhead yeah valkyrie f- just fucks everybody like she likes girls and boys. Oh, okay. She, she yeah. just is like hanging out in the group. Sexuality, famously fluid. Truly, and Valkyrie is our representation uh, of that. Truly, and um, Blake is the guy who had the long, um, mm. the long oh, hair. Oh, the guy that looked like he was from Drumline. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never seen Drumline. I <laughs> thought when I saw him, I thought that but he I looked like you. one of the chorus boys from SpongeBob the Musical, but okay. famously was not. He yeah, is apparently now in Roundabout's production of the Scottish whatever they're doing right now. The Scottish play. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
<laughs> you know, the play no, that we don't say the name a of. A Scotland PA or something like that. It's a it's a mount of an old cult movie. Anyway, that guy was Sounds in about right for he's in that production correct like Got currently. It. Um, truly. <laughs> Run to walk. And uh, I also think he looks like an author, Tim Faust. So we've all got our own impressions of who this man is, but his name is Blake, and that's what counts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into, let's get into it. Yeah. And we'll just go with the plot as we as we can. So the we'll show. We'll try and keep the runtime of this show under two under hours, two and, 40 hours minutes, and 40 minutes. Under two hours and 40 minutes. I just don't know if that's possible. So the show starts completely out of nowhere. Yeah, I do want to call attention to the fact that the Playbill is a newspaper. Oh, go off. Yeah. And I don't know why. I still don't understand why it was a newspaper. The Obsidian Times. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. They were trying to create an ambiance, but like. And I'd love to know what that ambiance <laughs> exactly. was. I'd like, love to know. Like, famously, newspapers are dying and like. <laughs> As is no one in the show because they're all mutants and they'll be 18 forever. Right. So is this. Well, I mean, the world itself is dying because it's post-apocalyptic That's right true. so newspaper ties we're making a <laughs> lot we're of doing a lot of work on we, we are doing the most work yeah that anybody has probably ever done to see this show um so it starts with a the stage is pretty open there is a curtain behind there so there's a motorcycle on stage and there's like a pile of trash and um there's a curtain but the curtain is pinched at the center right looks like a butthole, frankly. Full, fully a butthole. <laughs> and then you're just staring at it and Bad Out of Hell's projected onto it. And I just sat there wondering, like, what will this butthole curtain bring? Will bats fly out of I it? I ex- was it... expecting bats. I really wanted the bats to be released through the butthole. Yeah. But release, that was release my the largest bats. disappointment with the show is there were there no were, live there bats. Were little no to no live bats. bats. <laughs> um... Little to no live bats. <laughs> Listen, I can't account for every performance. Maybe there were bats, but in ours, there were none. Right. <clears throat> um, And so then as we're getting closer to the show start time, there are people in costume walking out on stage. They're hanging out, posting up on the garbage pile, sitting on the washing the bike, polishing, polishing yeah. the bike, <laughs> washing the bike, polishing. playing rock paper scissors at one point. I'm like they're really invested in this character work. God bless every actor on that stage Truly. doing their best. I also need you guys to know, like everyone from the minute this show started to the very end was operating at a 10 or higher we were yes. never there were below no levels <laughs> there were no levels in any of these performances everyone is acting at the yes. just the most extreme end of their range and Absolutely. like that's got to be exhausting like god bless yes. yeah truly no wonder it was a limited run they couldn't keep <laughs> the actors alive <laughs> long they enough would simply perish <laughs> truly um, so I watched that meatloaf documentary. Oh, good. <laughs> Obsessed. I'm so glad. <laughs> and that was one of the things that they said about the live performances that meatloaf would do. Mm-hmm. He was doing six shows a week, killing himself. Yeah. Because he was performing at such a high level. So I think that might just be like a Jim uh, Steinman thing. Is yeah. Like you yeah. have to go harder. Uh, and I think <laughs> it's important to note that these are all the meatloaf songs that you know and love mm-hmm. and i'm sure you only know one it's paradise, paradise the for the dashboard lights i want you to know all of the all songs of are that length every song is at least five minutes yes and they did not make any edits for this production <laughs> <laughs> so, literally none Why would so you? it starts with this guy 
Strat. Strat. Walking. We don't know any of the people at this point. Literally none. Walking to the center of the stage. And then he jumps into the air. And when he comes down, lights go down. Like, like lights drop in the house yeah. to just the spotlight. Orchestra starts playing. And he turns around and starts singing. Like, that's how it begins. There's no call to attention. It's no. just like him doing stage business. And then all of a sudden, he's in the middle of the stage. And he jumps very high in the air <laughs> and the show starts yeah which is how i'd love for everything in my life to begin it was it was so scary when it happened <laughs> it was so scary we all jumped in our seats because nobody was expecting it we we're all like waiting for the like the lights to go down mm-hmm. so we could turn our phones off and everything and then none of that happened and it was wild yeah, yeah. it was truly bananas um, I'm trying to pull up a song list so that we can sort of keep to. Oh, sure. Um, That's fine. The like actual what it was. Right. I will say I really struggled with um I am not as familiar with Meatloaf's discography as one should be I got to, you, girl. to see this show. <laughs> should be. <laughs> um and it was hard for me to hear a lot of the lyrics. And yeah. the lyrics are Yes. Somewhat key. Going back and re-listening to the album, the cast album on Spotify helped a little bit. Oh, sure. Um, <clears throat> I tried to do that, and it's it was wild because, like, it's not... It sucks. It, it's, it's not <laughs> totally as fun. <laughs> if yeah. I'm going to listen to a jukebox meatloaf musical, I'm going to listen to the original Bad Out of Hell album. Yeah, just listen to yeah. meatloaf. Yeah. It's better. Yeah, it's so exactly. much better. Which, and it's not that the voices were bad. No. At all. No. Everyone the fun did a great of the, job. The fun of the show comes from the performance itself. A hundred percent. Yeah. The costumes are crazy. The set is crazy. Yeah. What's happening on stage is bananas. Inconceivable. <laughs> that this was brought to life at all is yeah. bananas. Okay, so the first song, I'm told, is Love, Death, and the American Guitar. Oh, that's and... where he's like, he's doing that like weird. So like, because like Jim Steinman does those like weird poetic like story songs story songs but like at the same time it's the whole like would you what is it would you dance with the moon the wolf? <laughs> would you dance with the moon? on a hot summer night would yeah. you offer your throat to the to wolf the wo- with the red lips yeah. of right. course sure. um, which i found know. out came from that whole monologue uh-huh. um which is at the beginning yeah. of uh on a hot summer night like that yeah. song in the album uh comes from a musical that Jim Steinman wrote when he was in college, Good. Mm. Um, which eventually got him to being signed on by Joseph Papp of the Public Theater. That Joe Papp. I'm you. telling you, man. It always comes back to the public theater. It always comes back to the public theater. Um, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, um, no, it, it. You're both. Yes, right. it's like story songs, right? Which and, you think and the would... and the 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 words and the lyrics are like really poetic and like telling you something, but they're but it's hard, so hard, so to hard to understand what and follow. You. <laughs> but I think the gist of this first story is basically like what it or what it's supposed to be, according to Wikipedia, is this is Strat telling the story of his life up to just before and just after he freezes essentially mm-hmm. like his relationship with his parents and then just becoming forever 18. I can't imagine that life changes that much, but apparently it did. Mm-hmm. I thought he was threatening to like smash a guitar over his dad's like he, it, while they were in yeah. bed. I did not understand what yeah. was happening. 
He's like, oh, daddy, don't you understand? And I was like, I don't, but I love this. Can you please regardless. help? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that whole monologue is actually on the Meatloaf album. Yeah. I think that's yeah. I think it is. Um, that doesn't make it any more uh, understandable, to yeah. be cl- very clear. That right. doesn't help to uh, tell us what's going on. Yes, we're all very <laughs> Truly. Um, oh, yeah. So according, this is from Wikipedia. Act one begins with Strat recalling his first encounter with rock and roll before his DNA froze, causing him to remain 18 forever. So. Got oh, it. sorry. The teens don't call themselves the Lost Boys. They just call themselves the Lost. <laughs> because the Lost Boys is obviously well, girls, copyrighted so... by Peter Pan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, um, what's that? One movie about the vampires, The Lost Boys. What's it Lost Boys. with uh, Kieran? Is it Kieran? Kieran Culkin? No, not no, Kieran Culkin. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. What's I've been watching a lot of Succession. I'm okay. sorry, I can't. <laughs> um, the next note I have is just horny angel, which I assume refers to Raven. <laughs> yes. Okay, so like because like the opening number after like Strat does this like song monologue thing. Um, and she's like slithering all over his oh, legs. To be clear, she's yeah. like wrapping she's herself like around his body all and like feeling him up and down. And you're like, okay, okay, this is fine. Is Don't here? understand. Yeah, she's so she's confused. on the first. She's yeah. She is for that very first song, but she's and then not... when the curtain right, right, right. sucks, in, so the curtain is still like pinched, and right. then the curtain sucks in mm-hmm. to some tube. I guess like it's not worth it for. What being there for so yeah. long yeah. yeah it just gets sucked away and she goes off stage and then like does a costume change and gets into right her other place right right, right. and okay, it's yes. like just introducing us to strat and the world and the the yeah. lost and the teens and then the opening number is like a riot outside of falco tower but we don't know yes. why they're rioting <laughs> They're, they're protesting something. They're yeah, protesting that's something. right. They do. There is a sign that's like capitalism is evil or something. Yeah. Like that. And I was like, I mean, like work, but also there's one sign, <laughs> and it's mostly them just like throwing shit. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> and they're like other. riot police show up. Everybody is wearing like leather biker grunge sex god. Yeah. Outfits. It's definitely '90s Seattle grunge yeah. situation. Yes. Um. And there's like riot cops everywhere, and like Falco gets in into the streets and starts like gets punched yeah, in the gets face. Yeah, he gets down and dirty. He gets in there. He he mixes it yeah. up. You gotta you gotta give him that. Like he, he's a villain who chops it up with the oh yeah. With the he's he not hates. he's not the video the villain who like sits in the tower no. and is like go do my dirty work no, for he me. Has no he's like he's... I'm gonna kick that kid's ass. <laughs> yeah, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that kid. Eighteen year old's ass. Truly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. There's also a character. That goes by camera, um, and it is a woman, God bless, holding a video camera yeah. and just walking around and filming what's happening like it's a music video, and that gets projected um, onto part of the set. Yeah. Because in some, where we were sitting specifically, it was hard for us to see right. part of the set because it, it, the way that it is, like, there's a bedroom scene where Raven... A, like yeah. in what's ostensibly the Falco's house and Raven's bedroom is up in there. We couldn't really see that. So it was helpful to have the camera, mm-hmm. but uh, the camera was definitely operating like a music video from the 1980s. Yeah. I actually wanted to talk briefly about the set because I really, really liked it. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting the way that Super they like. Super useful. Yeah. So mm-hmm. cool. Um, And like, like Meryl mentioned, like there's part of the set is like, is like the tower that the Falco family lives mm-hmm. in. 
and it's divided into levels Mm -hmm. and the upper level is um raven's bedroom Mm -hmm. but then when they are specifically doing some numbers they'll actually like bring the bedroom down so that it's on the main part of the stage and then the other part of the set is like the tunnels and subway system that still exists in New York because the subway system is like a fucking cockroach and we'll never be able to get away, get rid of it. There are tunnels underground, but there are no trains. It's just motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the set was really cool, and I think it they like it definitely. It definitely like added to the like the post apocalyptic feel, and it was really really great, really well utilized. Yeah. Um. I. Contrary to other opinions, I actually didn't really like the camera aspect. I thought that it was an odd choice. It in 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 like scenes where it was like when we couldn't see into the bedroom, like mm-hmm. that was really helpful. But like during numbers and like during songs, when like you can just see the camera, you woman can walking yeah, around. you can just see it's the not camera hidden wor- at all. She's right. fully walking around through the people. It was very like again, it, it was, was it, a music video, right? Exactly. It, what was happening on screen versus what was happening on the stage were two different stories being told. Exactly. And it was so. It was such an interest. I didn't understand how they were supposed to work together. Yeah, and it and at some points it was like really distracting and like kind of took me out of the show. Not yeah. that there's like ton of show to like be like. invested in right um so i think part of like the fun of it was that it was basically just a concert yeah oh absolutely oh and a majority of the people there were treating it as such yeah oh my god i would say anyone over the age of 35 was there for a meatloaf concert oh 100 percent. and they were all getting their goddamn lives oh it was uh, it was a religious there there was there was a woman woman in front of us who got on her knees she was fully in church um i will say so the the music it, they were music videos they had yeah. that look of like 80s music videos very like white snake right. poison oh, sure, anything sure, sure. you've seen where it's like yeah, concert footage they, they looked like meatloaf, that it looked yeah. like all the music videos they made on rock of love honestly it was just <laughs> it was like that quality where it like wasn't great didn't have great production value and was clearly happening ad hoc but yeah. um yeah it was an interesting element i'm not sure that it really paid off yeah. Yeah, for sure. The way that they wanted it to. Yeah. And sometimes they'd add effects to it and it would like free. Like, do you, I don't know if you like mm. saw it during Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Where it was like kind they of would, like, like. Pause it. So yeah. they were videotaping and then it would be like frozen, but action's still happening down right. on the stage, but the video's frozen. And then all of a sudden it'd pick back up again after they had reset in. In, yeah, you know what I mean. My like, eyes yeah. were not taken from the action that was happening. Oh yeah, my so god! Legitimately, the like the best number of the entire show. <laughs> well, actually, I don't second know best, about that. Second best number I of the will show. Fight you on that. Okay, so um, then I just have basic notes from because I was just Connor and I. I think we're writing down our reactions yeah. as the show was happening. So a lot of these are contextless. Um mom rolls off the couch there was so she's drunk there was so much there's an extended five minute scene where the mom where sloan and raven both are just rolling rolling around. rolling just around like just slidey. like the like noodle <laughs> what noodles that were just happening? noodles like, just... i we when <laughs> steph and i around the set yeah so steph and i um are roommates <laughs> and as we were walking home after the show that night i like i think i mentioned to you or i was like the the like the movement of the actors mm-hmm. in any sense like num- in like songs or just like walking around on stage was so like 
like it was a mix between like animalistic and watching toddlers it walk around. It was babies. I've, like I babies and animals just like Raven is 18 but acts 7, she's just rolling rolling around, around on the floor. Like legs akimbo yeah. just <laughs> flashing who knows what to who knows who just rolling around like to her dad. It's so yeah. bizarre. It's You mean it's you didn't wild. roll around on the floor in your front of your dad when you I were 18? I don't think that I, I don't know. We'll have to. Jeff, call in. Let me know. Call uh, not to in. my memory. Tweet at. I just don't. She's so weirdly sexual, but also childish. Yes. It is a very bizarre energy. It's, an, it's, it's like it's I'm a very because... sexy baby. That's like the vibe. I'm a sexy baby. <laughs> yeah. I was really confused. One of the things that really confused me about the show and that I wanted to know but never found out <laughs> was, is she, does she have the ability to become a mutant and like stay 18 forever? Is that why she's running away? I don't or- think so. Because I think no. someone mentions like, that you're she, lucky yeah. you, won't have, you won't be a mutant, which is never addressed that her and Strat could ultimately never be together. It's a real Twilight situation. <laughs> truly, truly. Where he's going to be 18 forever and, and she'll eventually like get old. 70. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God. It's, it's confusing. But no, I don't think she <laughs> has, has that, that ability. Mutant. Yeah, no. Because a like. Mutated gene or whatever. Yeah. No. <laughs> She's just normal? throw her in some chemicals. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> just dunk her. Um, just dunk her in some. It's a very, it's a very toxic Avenger Then at some point, the mom and the dad are like singing a song, which is just a list of their grievances against the youth. I yeah. wrote down the line. Is there anyone left who can dance? There's a line, is there anyone left who can fuck? Is there anyone left who can sing? Is there anyone left who can kiss? And they're like, talk, so they sing it, and then they talk about what they'll do to those people if they find them. Like, right. is there anyone left who can dance? Cripple them. It is bizarre. And it's, it's like yeah. them laying out, like, youth is a disease, and we should stomp it out and I, punish those that, who are young. It's like youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what they're saying essentially. And I I wrote down my note for is that. Is that the third song? Yes, I think. Second, yeah. second or third? What's the yeah. second song? The second song. This is might be the second all song. All wrapped up. Um, oh, all, all wrapped up, up with, with no place to go. Yeah. yeah. And then who needs the young? Yeah. Okay. Um, for my note for that was I just wrote is this song um boomers versus millennials? Yes. Like. But also, like, I was kind of, it was, I don't know. It was like they were like, yeah, remember when we were young, but also no one should ever be young. No one should ever be young. And, like, we do love each other, but also we can't have sex anymore because we've hit 40 and everyone knows you don't have sex once you're 40. Yeah. Sex is for 18-year-olds and oh, that's man. it. And that's it. And horny 18-year-olds <laughs> who, that's, that's, those are the only people who are allowed to have sex. Um, it's true. Um, also, it's important to note, according to Wikipedia, that Raven and Strat fall in love with each other because during the scuffle, Strat's shirt gets torn off of him. Sexy. Hottie. And Raven picks it up and they lock eyes. And now they're in love. And now they're in love. So in love. I love that. Um, I think it's probably the pheromones because she puts the shirt on, right? She does. So yeah. Yeah, she does. She's like wearing his, like, it and chemical sweat. <laughs> yeah. His mutant sweat. His mu- oh my god, that's She's how she so becomes a mutant. <laughs> um, I just wrote it's the a real Twilight situation, like Meryl said. <laughs> yeah, real Twilight. <laughs> Multiple times I just wrote, "This is so insane," but like the script is psycho. The words that they're saying to each other. Yeah. I will say I don't recommend listening to the cast album, but I would re- not for like recreation. <laughs> But if you're interested in the show and how nuts it is, there are snippets of dialogue that I don't think are, like, from the songs. I think it's actually, like, the book and 
it's bananas. In like, the cast the album? The things that they're saying, yeah. Oh, okay. I think. There are little bits, like, right at the beginnings of the sure. songs. Even if you just listen to the songs. I mean, <laughs> truly. still crazy. It's still fucking bananas. Yes. Especially things like Who Needs the Young. It's just a bizarre it's bizarre this whole show is so crazy um i wrote all these villains are horny more than usual because villains are generally coded as sexual yeah Mm -hmm. but these villains are like i'm everyone literally everyone is one horny like pull of a string away from being completely nude and boning yeah like literally (laughs) at any given point everyone is like constantly just like pelvis forward strutting towards whatever is annoying them. <laughs> that pile of garbage so, over there exactly. Here I come. They, like, this is like a show where everyone is walking with their genitals pushed forward yeah Just basically like, this is that or rolling around on the floor or rolling around on the floor flashing their genitals it's at somebody so bizarre um <clears throat> I, I don't know what this was from, but I wrote classic nut joke. Couldn't tell you what that was about. <laughs> Have no idea. Um, yeah. Oh, at one point, the mom and the daughter, I think, have a pillow fight. Because I said, why is yeah, there a pillow yeah. fight? They do. <laughs> was that in the first act? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, oh, it's right yeah, after. Yeah, it's like so, like, it's weird that Raven is so sexual with both of her parents. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, yeah. Jim Steinman? <laughs> everyone's horny when they're 18 i guess Apparently. i don't know Jeez. yeah they do have a pillow fight yeah because is that after paradise after no it's pre? after the third number because yeah. we haven't gotten to paradise yet yeah um, it's before because i have a note and i said paradise came on and the audience literally fucking lost their, lost mind. their mind lost their minds <laughs> um i couldn't believe it happened as early as it did in yeah. the show yeah a and lot of the like Big hits, big ones, real top of the top of the show. That's how they hook you in, so you don't leave. Um, she, her dad tells her like she can't see Strat, or basically she can't go outside. Yeah. Her dad's like, yeah. you gotta stay in this tower forever, Rapunzel. Sorry. And she goes up into her room to cry, and her mom comes in drunk and is like, "What are you crying about? Just sneak out." Be <laughs> 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 young, you dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> nuts played by let's we need to we also need to say that um sloan the mother was played by lena hall is that incredible she was yeah yes she's so fucking good only for the new york yeah yeah i think correct yeah Yeah, because it's listed as sharon sexton on the cast album which Mm -hmm. i believe is the london the london cast but yeah lena hall yeah she was so good she was so i want to say all of the actors the mom and the dad. I won't say all of the actors. The mom and the dad were very good. Oh, they yes. were both very the good. The script is nuts. The actors the are doing what they can right. with what they have. But the yeah, they stole the show a hundred percent. The mom is so good. One of the best drunk performances. Oh my god, I've we ever love seen. a drunk over mom. the top, but also like really well done. Yeah, uh, yeah it, they were great. The show's bananas. They were great. Truly. Um, so then she's like sending. Raven out. She's like, go sow your wild oats, you little freak. Um, <laughs> you little freak. Go you sow your wild oats. Bitch. Also, a little hint of, I know you're a little freak because I was. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the leather jacket I had when I was 18. And she, like, puts it on her. And she's like, Mom, this is really yours. He used to be cool. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Every word out of this is so bad. So, like, the writing is just it's terrible. So <laughs> it's truly bad so good um (laughs) it's it it falls into the classic jukebox musical trap of it's literally just trying to string along enough yeah string along enough 
of a plot yeah. to get from one song to the next. And the way that we find out they're mutants is just like someone says, they're mutants. You can't be part of yeah, them, basically. Now. And so then I just wrote down, like, they're mutants? Like, it was so... <laughs> it would be one thing if they were just, like, orphans running around, like, right. a bunch of wild, Which rebellious we kids. Out. We do find out <laughs> that Spoiler they're, alert. They're, they are. They, they are all orphans. <laughs> they w- they're, like, somebody says, I miss the orphanage. And I'm like, what? what? Only, in, only reference to the orphanage at all. Truly. In, like, the middle of the second act. Yes. yes. Um, it's bizarre. So uh, weird. Oh, gosh. Um, wow, Meryl. I'm sorry. That's our 30-minute warning. Or 40-minute warning. Not even in, we're not even we're in the, the first three first songs. Act. This is going to be a long one. Buckle up, folks. Um, okay, we so. Can, we can move up. We can move So along. then Zahara and Jaguar. Yeah. We oh, wait. No, 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 no. Because we, we have to, like, we go to, like, the the mutant's lair. Right. And yes, that's when we meet pipe. Tink. That's right. Because because there's a point because like Tink we find out is in love with Strat. Yeah. We love a we love we, a gay romance. We love a, an unrequited gay love romance but, between um, a 15-year-old and, <laughs> and an 18-year-old. Year old. It's year old. normal and good. It's fine. Um <laughs> It's like when a, a senior used to date a freshman in high school. Um so there's like a point where Tink and Strat like ha- they have a cute little song mm-hmm. together and they have like a little handshake and I literally wrote down oh that character's fucking dead. <laughs> Which is crazy <laughs> that you dies. saw that coming cuz I did not. Because it literally um like he's in love with Strat and they have See, a cute little song that I they sing together as- when they when they started singing that little song I was like Oh, Tink is dead, and they're going to sing that song when he dies. That's crazy. I read it as their big brother, little brother, until like the second act. I think that's probably like, how Strat feels about. It. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. Clearly, I identified with Strat. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cute. He's like a little kid, and he's kind of annoying, and he follows them around. I was thinking like a Gavroche character. Not, oh, I like, f- not particularly sexual. I fully um uh thought Tink as Eponine immediately, like wow, right away. Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. What show are you guys saying now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is the only show I've ever seen. It's true. <laughs> um, everyone is at a 10 all the time. This is a camp porn dream. Truly. Yes. Um, I'm very glad that the camp came across. I was oh, really worried yeah. about that. I was like, this is not Yeah, creepy. do not take this like at face value at all. There's a reason everyone's at a 10. Right. It is definitely supposed to be very campy and over the top oh, and exaggerated. 100%. And that's part of the fun of it. And I that's think. yeah, that's what makes it such a fun time. It, that's to watch. the thing you lose. The songs I don't think are campy. It's the performances that yes. are campy, and so I think that's what gets lost in translation from stage production to the cast album. Yeah, that's it's very not fair. like um, what's what's a good example? Like I think um, Little Shop of Horrors can be very campy. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think that kind of translates into the cast album because of yeah, a little bit the the. the that's just the nature of the songs. They're right. a little tongue in cheek. They're a little like mm-hmm. um, snarky. And I don't think that's the case with the actual lyrical content of these songs. No. But it's definitely in the performance. Right. Yes. Well, you, um, Steph was telling me a little bit about like Jim Steinman's like background as a writer and everything. Do you want to yes. like talk about that a, l- a little yeah. bit? Um, yeah. So like I had touched on he, his start was in musicals. Right. With Joe Papp and everything. And like, actually bad out of hell itself started as a peter pan musical oh. so but like they couldn't get the rights sure. for the jm barry estate yeah um so then it like slowly developed into becoming this rock album meatloaf got involved mm. um they had like a really hard time selling this album 
Can't imagine, can't imagine why. But this it was, was like a huge album. I yeah. mean, like this was yeah. a I chart mean, once they finally got it oh, yeah. out and it it killed. Yeah, it fucking killed. Yeah. Um, and I mean, who doesn't love? To me, it's always played as a musical as the album. Right. Like yeah. it's a start to finish kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I grew up and was like, ooh, yeah, no, I'm gonna write a bad out of hell musical <laughs> someday. And we're waiting for it. <laughs> we're ready. Arguably, I think I could maybe do a better job. Probably. You know what? Honestly, At this point, probably. The script just needs to be punched up a little yeah. bit. We need to cut some of these extraneous storylines. Truly. We can focus. Yeah, just kind of like. Yeah, I think there's some really good. There's some good material there. Yeah. I yes. really, I can't stress enough, really enjoyed myself. Oh, no. It was like, oh, it, I, it we was, recommended this to everyone we knew. It was the like, most. you must yeah, see this. It was the most fun I've had at a show. In, in my a, life. In a very in long time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it yeah. was so fun. I've never been to um, like a Rocky Horror Picture Show screening. Oh, sure. But I felt it like I imagined what that It would probably be is. something similar. Yeah, yeah, where everyone's just like. Everybody already knows the song. Yes. yes. We're Everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like one of the things that I read about a lot in reviews and like also witnessed was people just trying <laughs> not to, sleep, to sing. sing along at the top yeah. of their lungs. They couldn't stop right. at the show. by the dashboard lights. Yeah. People yeah. fully sang, which was fine because again, it's not like, and again, the voices were fine. Everyone was good, but yeah. it's not like I was like, hey, shut up. I need to hear this except star. for two out of three ain't bad that's she zahara is amazing oh my god she was so her good her voice was incredible i can't wait to get there so um no yeah 100 <laughs> percent. i would say like it's not like you're like oh i'm trying to hear audra mcdonald sing porgy and best right you're not like shut up i didn't pay 150 dollars to hear you yeah. like i paid 150 dollars so that i could be part of this crowd exactly and we're all gonna sing and paradise we're all gonna by sing paradise by the dashboard side lights. note we definitely we did, did not pay 150 dollars no we definitely <laughs> thank <did> god <laughs> Thank God. Um, Would gladly do it, though. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. In a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I wrote down there's a vocal fry bit, which I assume is one of the parents mocking a teenager, but I don't remember what the bit was. But I do love a vocal fry joke. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's not overdone. It's not hack at all. No, not at all. <laughs> at all. Um, there's, I, at this point, um, I really want to talk about the choreography. I think I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> because like we've gotten. Will I ever be ready? Because I don't like, know. and this can also feed into Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. Because like at after we meet Tank and everybody, we like ha- we see Zahara comes in and sings two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, let's which... discuss that really. Quick oh yeah, before yeah. We absolutely. Before we cor- do choreo and Zahara. First of all, I wrote down this is a love song from two people we've never met individually. No. We've right. seen them in on stage. Yeah. We've never been introduced to them. We don't understand their relationship to each other or to the two main characters. No, not we at all. We don't know who these people are, and they are singing their goddamn hearts out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And oh my god, she killed. It. Zahara yeah. is fucking amazing. I said we love an alto. She's like Tony Braxton oh, meets Cher. Yeah. Her absolutely. voice was incredible. Yeah. I wanted to be buried in her. Yeah, the song was six minutes long, and I was losing Classic. focus throughout a large majority of it. Because yeah. the other thing is, it's very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't a whole lot of lyrical content no. to it. There is some, and what's there is great, but then it's just a repetition, a repetition because for like three minutes. Right, It's like because it's a rock song, and yeah. it's not yeah. meant to move a plot along. And except it, for it sort of and is, it doesn't. but at the same time, it's not. <laughs> what plot? What yeah. plot is yeah. there to move? So basically, he's like, I love you, and she's like, listen, I like you. I'll be your friend forever, but baby, I just, I don't love you. Right. See, I thought, like, 
the thing that we didn't know about her Mm -hmm. was going to be like, before the freeze, she and Falco were a thing. Oh, that that would have been so interesting. Perfect. And that's why she's like, Jim, just call her up. I got you. <laughs> and the other thing was I kept forgetting that all, and this is going to sound shady, but I don't mean it to. No, go off. I kept forgetting that everyone was 18 because no one looks 18. No one looks 18. <laughs> Except they for Raven. look like they're Raven in Raven looks 18. Yes. Everyone else looks 30s. Yeah. Zahara yeah. and Jaguar. Jaguar is fully a 48-year-old man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The man who played Jaguar was Upper 40s, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, for like, sure. It's hard for me to believe they're all 18. Yeah. And so that's, uh, that just reads differently. Like, that song might mean something different if it's two 18-year-olds singing it to each other. Right. And I'm like, okay, unrequited love, da-da-da-da, well, we're 18. But now it's just this weird, like. That whole thing about that song is, like, in part of it, she was like, there's only one boy that I would ever love. Mm-hmm. And that was so many years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So. They're 18, but yeah. they've been 18 for, for a really long it's a time. Hard it's, a, um, <laughs> it's a hard 18. <laughs> it's a hard 18. It's tough. So it makes more sense if it's like their actual age of their characters are of the actors singing to each other. Right, yeah. right. Like the song makes more yeah. sense. It's why, like, why are they mutants? Why? Yes. Exactly. I'm not trying to be shitty. Like I don't care that they, I'm not saying they looked old. They right. They just didn't no. look 18. They just didn't look no. 18. So she was a full figure. Right. She's woman. a woman. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> She looks incredible, by the way. Looks incredible. I will yeah. say what I loved about this show was body diversity. Uh-huh. In across the board, not mm-hmm. just the main character. I mean, now listen, the two main characters are both thin, white. One's blonde. One's a little like, yeah, but he's like girl. heroin chic blonde. Oh yeah, yeah he's definitely, definitely heroin thin, chic. But like all the dancers, there were definitely like different sizes of yeah, bodies, different, um, sure. different uh, ethnicities, different races. Like it was a very diverse. Yeah, yeah, cast. That was for the really most cool. Part. That was cool. The main cast was pretty white, but like. Um, but everyone else, like, it was just really interesting to see. You just don't see that very often, especially in a musical, yeah. especially with like background dancers, because they're not really supposed to draw attention to themselves. Right. So, so seeing someone who looks so different from like thin white five, six right. is, is really interesting and, um, made the production a lot more interesting, I think, to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It re- reflects the world a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. And it's just nice to see. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, for at sure. first I was like, oh, this looks weird. And then I was like, it looks weird just because it's not, I'm just not it's used not to it. Yeah. yeah, but it. Which, it, what about that show's normal? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's true. But in this particular instance, I'll say it was abnormal in a good way, in a positive <laughs> way. <laughs> In the best way possible. Yeah. In the best way possible. Um, so, so that's two out of three ain't bad. So then we move into Paradise <clears throat> no. by the Dashboard Light. God bless. And um, Wait, this happens after Raven's, Raven's birthday party. birthday party happens. Yeah. And it's The like, balloon popping moment was a great bit for I me. Just... <laughs> so she's mad that her parents are having a party. It's yeah. just her and her parents and their servants. There's who this... look like if you if you know the comedian, um, they look exactly like Julio Torres because the wigs like have his little like blonde. Yeah, bowl all cut. the background dancers. Yeah, yeah. The, the servants. Yeah, the yeah. servants do. Um, and they're in like weird '80s aerobics. Yeah. Outfits. Um, and there's this bit where every time the 
people, the um, the Falcos stand up. They, <laughs> they pull, the, pull chair the chair out from out. under them and and back. And then when they go to sit down, they like push it under them really quickly. It's not explained. I don't understand it. It was making me laugh. And I was so distracted to the point that I didn't understand what the people who were talking and actually like having the story were yeah. saying. Because I was just obsessed because with this bit where they the pulled the chairs so in. The physical bit. Like, and because like there was like one point where like he like kept doing a fake out. So like they did it like 15 times in a row. It was the funniest <laughs> so thing ever. Um, and Raven stomping around in like a black nightie and Doc Martens. Yeah. Which, or yes. no, it's, it's a full like Delia's Deb homecoming black dress (laughs) we kept commenting on how it was how i dressed yeah your dream basically (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's like poofy skirt uh and like spaghetti strap top and then doc martin yeah and she's like pissed and stomping around and her parents are like having this weird psychosexual fight about birthday cake or some shit like that i don't know and those the servants are all in blonde wigs and Aerobics and aerobic gear. gears, just pull like chairs everywhere. It's very good. It's Were a very they weird. In aerobic gear at that point, I feel like at one point they had on like purple tux. You're right. They had oh, on jackets. They? Yeah. they did. They had on like dinner jackets and suits, and then they take them off. And they're all wearing pink and panties. And they're in under. Yeah, they're yeah. in aerobic gear underneath. That's correct. Yeah, because they're in servants' outfits, and then Raven gets really mad and runs away. Pops some balloons. Gets she out throws of there. a present. Yeah. No. Oh yeah! Doesn't she? Doesn't yeah. she like throw it to get their attention because they're not yeah, paying attention so. to it? Yeah. Oh, she like smashes oh, it. Right? Is that the is that the orchestra bit? No, that's no, at the that's end of Paradise. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's how Paradise by the Dashboard Light yeah. ends. Because okay, so we, I think we are like at Meryl and I've yes, lost our fucking minds when that happened. <laughs> I felt so bad for the person sitting next to me, but I think she was entertained because yeah. there was a couple times I saw her just fully react to me and not what was happening on stage. Where I was just like so emotive yeah. during this whole show that she just was like <laughs> taken aback. I didn't want to ruin anything for her, but I couldn't contain myself like how delighted this show made me (laughs) um so the paradise by the dashboard lights um is sung between the parents yeah and it's twist twist well because like the song itself is about like two people like sort of having sex for the first time i think yes it's like yeah high schoolers making out yeah and going a little further and then um so like the parents sing it as them reminiscing about the first time they ever fucked. Which yeah. I honestly think is probably the only way that you could That's the perfect way to do it. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. They nailed it. Yeah. 100%. Oh, absolutely. At some point, the, the table and chairs that everyone's sitting at gets pulled away. And it's a Rocky Horror reveal where, like, underneath the table is actually, like, a convertible. <laughs> Is that where it came from? Yeah, I no, they literally, they the literally pulled the um... blacked out. I was so <laughs> overjoyed. I just came to, and they were on a car. Um, they're in and out of the car. They're singing to each other, full tilt. It's oh, inc- yeah. it's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and like I said, when par- when the music for Paradise by the Dashboard Light started, the crowd, the crowd went fucking yeah. wild. Yeah, people standing up. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, people on the, the woman in front of us was on the the edge of her seat. That's not like like a euphemism. No, she was like, fully butt on the edge, knees on the ground, hanging onto like the yeah, railing because we were was on the mezzanine. Yeah. and so she was like. A sitting we were a row removed but she was sitting right up against the balcony yeah. like the railing and she was like clutching <laughs> she was so excited yeah. everyone so i don't know if any of you guys have seen jersey boys here have you no. Yeah. Gone no. to see jersey boys? okay i've never seen so this was like so 
the thing about Jersey Boys in New York is that everyone from Jersey comes to see it. Oh, sure. And it's their church. So they love every <laughs> reference to New Jersey. They lose their fucking mind. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, they are a riotous crowd at Jersey Boys. I believe it. So this was like Jersey Boys, but with more perms. <laughs> like, everyone was like, yes, this is my song. This is my, this is perms. what I grew up with. It's so crazy to watch people like lose their minds yeah. at these songs. Yeah. Yeah. Paradise by the Lashboard lights sent everyone. They were oh, just easily. standing up, cheering. And like deservedly, the actors who were singing were singing their hearts. Oh out. yeah! And again, the fully it's a seven-minute song. Yeah, like, it's absolutely. hard like, to be at a ten throughout, and they were amazing bits and things throughout so that they were oh, doing. Oh my god! Yes. At one point, Lena Hall stands up on the the hood of the car, yeah. and I was like, "Please, God, let this wrap dress come off." And, and it, it did. did to reveal <laughs> turquoise lingerie. I was beside myself, <laughs> truly screeching. With yeah, joy. like ever, like, and that was that was part of the experience of the show was that because the audience was so into it, we got oh, really into the it. Energy, I the energy imagine. in the audience was just um, incredible, and everybody, like, like I said, Meryl, Steph, and I were just like losing our fucking <laughs> we minds in a way that was different than yes. the people who were. Well, excited I don't know about me, but you guys definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <I was in. laughs> and then they like start to have sex. And then the camera and camera is there and getting in their face and like it's up close and personal. And then, you know, how the song goes, they get right up to the moment and then it's stop. Will you love stop right there? Yeah. Yeah. And we get into all of that and they're what else happens i there's a the there's the baseball bit because like yes. when the pet when the parents are like making out mm-hmm. there's like a baseball like announcer because in the song he's like he, like talking about like how they're going through the different bases yeah and, yeah um but That's then right before stop right there yeah. yeah right before stop right there um there's a point where the dancers te- like they they tear off their servant outfits. servant outfits and they go into the aerobics wear slash everybody's wearing the same pink panties yeah um, and then at one gender yeah irrelevant. gender irrelevant and then at one point at the ver- near the very end the dad rips off his pants and is wearing the same pink panties <laughs> right. um now, correct me if i'm wrong did they start doing like for some reason in my brain they're doing like a ballet warm-up is that Am I crazy? Maybe. I feel like they were all facing one. There was a lot of synchronized. So, like, this is where we can. because like the servants. Yeah, right? the servants. Because, right, right, yeah, like, this is where we can start talking stuff. about the choreo. Because the choreo mm-hmm. in the show is so bizarre. Bizarre. It's, I wrote down, it's like hip-hop meets your classic jazz jazz musical theater meets everybody thrashing at a pop Have you th- taken concert. a beginner's dance class? You could do this choreography. Exactly. <laughs> like. But like it, this is the most basic. Yes, but also at the same time, like um, weird, like <laughs> sort of hip hop tutting, but, but not. But not. But also, it's very so white. it's so synchronized, <laughs> and everybody's like sort of. It's intended to be synchronized, but it yeah. Wasn't. Well, in in Paradise it's by the Dashboard like Lights, it's, it's specific. Yes, yes. very cheer routine. Very cheer very routine. That. Um, but in Paradise by the Dashboard Lights specifically, I feel like the servants are very synchronized yes, with what they're yes, doing. Yeah. 
and maybe that's where you're getting like the ballet feel. Maybe I don't know. I, I'm probably just mixing because I don't remember a ballet again. I just yeah. I blacked out and my brain just supplemented. Yeah, memories but for like me. yeah, the choreo throughout <laughs> is just wild and it's so energetic and it really does add to that like everybody being at a ten energy yeah. because it's like everybody's just like thrashing. The crowd's on at a ten. Stage. They're at a ten. There's nobody. Okay, so how does the orchestra bit come about? So okay, so like what happens? I I remember this very clearly mm-hmm. because it was my favorite fucking joke <laughs> of the night. It was so good. It was like chef's kiss. Um, so the they're in the end of Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, and I think the song ended, and then they did like a little reprise. Uh-huh. If I remember correctly, maybe I'm making that up. No, that I think sounds that's right. just part of the song. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, there are a lot of reprises in Paradise. Truly. Um, so while they're doing like the the very end end, um, sl- uh, Raven comes back out on stage and like opens the hood of the car and pulls out the motor, the, motor, the, engine, the engine, and like right. is holding it above her head. And I'm like, okay, num- I have many questions. <laughs> this isn't a real car, number one. This is like a memory car. Yeah. Number two... <laughs> She is four foot ten. How is she's she so small? How is she holding this fucking right. engine? Yeah. So then she like carries it over to the edge of the stage and she throws it into the pit. <laughs> and there's like a like a, a fog cannon and like kind of a glitter cannon. Sheets of music yeah. fly up, bits of instruments fly up. Um, and that like is the end of the number. And then they like kind of try to keep the like the scene going, yeah. but then you people see people start crawling out of the orchestra. People start crawling out of the orchestra, and it's with their busted up instruments, like talking. <laughs> yes, it's and like so it's strange. so funny because it's like it's because it's not any instruments that are actually in the show. It's like people with no. cellos yeah, and yeah. like well, horns and stuff the like trombone. that. The trombone. Yeah. The trombone's the one that got me. Yeah. yeah the, the broken. All dented and Yeah. Bending. And like the cello was it's like busted so in half. And I like all that. of the pit members that are crawling out are wearing tuxedos. <laughs> yeah. And then at one point, like a conductor comes out and he has a broken, broken baton and he course. like waves it at them. Like, I'm so pissed that you did this to Everyone us. Everyone laughs. It's, it's great. Comedy. It was the like, funniest random? joke. <laughs> I have ever seen on Broadway. So, <laughs> but there was no point for it. No, but there was no point. <laughs> exactly. No, absolutely unwarranted and no explanation. So that's Paradise. We, yeah. And then we cut to Raven's room. Now we're where Strat is sneaking it. So like, yes. At some point, we cut back to the lost, and Strat's like, "I gotta get her." Like. Mm-hmm. I know she needs to be rescued, basically. So then we go to her room, and Strat sneaking into her room is like, if you've ever seen the Nightman Cometh episode of Always Sunny. (laughs) Yes, I literally wrote down Nightman Cometh. When Mac is the the Nightman. Like, the way he sneaks into the room was very that. Yes. Where he appears at the window, and it's just... It's not supposed to be funny. It's not. I did did laugh. Um, yes. So the reason like he's going there is because he sees a picture of her. Yeah. And he's, oh, she's like, on I'm a magazine. Yeah. Like yeah, she's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a spread. She like, does a full spread. spread. <laughs> for her 18th birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's what we all did for her 18th well, birthday. Well, you know, oh Falco's like, my daughter's hot. I can yeah. gain some money off of this capitalism. Great. Yeah, exactly. Got it. No We're one else can have her, but I get to. 
profit off of her sexuality. Sure. Right. Let's cast this net wide and large. <laughs> That's right. Um, so then I wrote Strat and Raven's Room was like being on Tumblr in 2012. It's oh, just very my like, God. you'll never understand yes. me. You'll never understand me. But they're also in love. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, and this is where we have like the second or third time that Strat's like um, – if you the wolf with the red roses line. oh yes oh yeah and is waiting because he the keeps callback. he yeah. keeps saying it to everybody and then no everyone one is will like give him the correct no one will get that. he's just like that he's weird so kid who's like always trying to do like he's something funny or like he's like he's like that guy that you really don't like who's always trying to do bits with you and you're like i'm not <laughs> gonna respond <laughs> like i won't not everything is no never he's like he's just like i don't know i don't know i get what you mean he's he's always trying to do some interactive thing yeah and and everyone's like like, no one's having it yeah Yeah, like you weirdo and then until you find the weirdo who will do the interactive bit with you and that's when you know you're in love exactly and that's (laughs) how the moral of this story (laughs) that is the moral of the story and also mine and meryl's love story (laughs) correct (laughs) so she decides to run away with him even um, though she did not get the correct response. Right. right. He still loves her despite so despite the fact that she is um not as creative as he is. Yes. Uh, she is hot. And that's what counts. And that's what life. matters in this world. So she changes out of her weird PJs and puts on a jacket. Yeah. No, she doesn't change out. She just puts on her leather jacket. She puts jacket. on the leather jacket. Yeah. And is she wearing his shirt at this point? Yes. Maybe. Yeah, she is. His red so. shirt. Um, which they sold as merch, and you can cut the sleeves off yourself. They just I sold really red T-shirts. I, I can't believe we didn't get one. I know. Um, we're so close to the end of Act One, and then we got to take a break. But uh, so they're riding around on the motorcycle, yeah. and I believe this is bad out of hell. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. and she's like, "Oh shit." My dad's going to do not like my dad will stop at nothing to find you yeah. and he'll hurt you and he'll kill you. So I got to go. So, yeah. So like, she like bails off. She, the, yeah. Off the She's bike. just like peace. And I want you guys to know that this motorcycle is automated and goes so slowly. Yeah. Across the stage. Across the stage, which I get. But they're projecting fast moving streets yeah. onto the stage. <laughs> to give the impression that it's going fast and then they're like standing on top of the bike and singing really hard it's so it's so crazy yeah she's like i gotta go strat gets really upset yeah. and decides to go for a go very fast very very yes, fast motorcycle that's what you do when you're upset yeah right. of course and have a motorcycle yeah you just drive very fast now what happens next was uh, confusing to me. I don't know if it was Same. confusing to you guys. Same. So he's screaming. Again, I don't know if understanding the lyrics would have helped me, but maybe it would have. Um, I think it would have because upon re-listening to the cast album, I'm like, oh, they're, this is a metaphorical heartbreak, but they just made it a literal, a literal. heartbreak. Because um, it's talking about like being at the bottom of like a pit of misery, basically. And like yeah. a car crash. So <laughs> right? this song is a car crash song, yeah. essentially. It's... Jim Steinman wrote this song in homage to like leader of the pack songs mm. like that. Okay. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yes. So it is a car crash song. Okay. He does crash. That's, and he does yeah. crash. Yeah. So I yeah. did not know that and couldn't understand the words enough to understand that. Right. So at the end of act one, he's like coming towards, <laughs> he's facing the stage and his motorcycle like flies apart and there is a glitter cannon. <laughs> 
and it shoots I, yes. silver glitter. And I just, I was Meryl, so excited. Meryl I screamed. screamed. I screamed in delight. Now, I didn't realize the gravity of the situation. It was not an appropriate time for a joyful no, scream. No, it wasn't. This was supposed to be very emotional. And okay, I was just. But it's a glitter just, cannon. But it's a glitter <laughs> it's cannon. It's a glitter cannon. I was like, oh, my God, a glitter cannon. And then not two, not even a minute later, we get a red confetti cannon. Yeah. I was like, two cannons? What a it's delight. A, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I truly went. It's I'm true. I'm so excited about it. It's true. Now, this is representative of Strat's, like, ca- motorcycle crashing. That's the glitter. Yeah. And then the red confetti is his blood. <laughs> that his, metaphor. I, yeah, I his, heart his heart. Shooting out of his yeah. body. Out of. This was lost on me. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had no idea. Because, I was like, like, oh, cool. Because, like, we were, like, freaking out about the cannon, and I was trying to take notes and I literally wrote glitter cam wow because I, I couldn't see in the dark. Yeah. And then I look up and like Strat somehow like becomes Has covered blood in all over him. fake blood. And I'm like, what just happened? Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> calm down. Um, it was it was nuts. And that's the end of Act end One. End of Act One? Yeah. Um, um, is this crazy motorcycle crash. Yes. So let's take a break. Take a quick break. And uh, we'll pick up with Act Two uh, after this. Yeah. All right. So we're back from intermission. 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 (laughs) Intermission where um, everyone vacuumed. They were vacuuming up the glitter. It's true. (laughs) So the thing about having a glitter cannon at the end of Act 1 is that there's glitter everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So now you have to get rid of that glitter. So just all of Intermission is just crew coming out with truly giant vacuums and sucking up all the glitter. (laughs) (laughs) Which was a delight to me. Uh, Yeah, truly. So... At the end of Act One, Strat had crashed. Yes. Um, and now everyone thinks he's dead. He is essentially. He is dead. dead oh, he is to dead. The plot. He's dead. He's his dead. heart flew out of his body. <laughs> you can't so come confused. back from that. <laughs> so then, but he does. Okay, because because Zahara yeah knows some crazy witch magic. That is never explained. But also IVs. <laughs> yes. Science meets magic. She she gets blood. This is not how blood transfusions work. She makes <laughs> That's true, Raven actually. donate blood. She yes. takes Raven's blood. She's she like, doesn't make her. She just like legitimately Raven wakes up and Zahara's, blood Zahara's like, oh, I just I'm had to take your blood. your blood. It's fine. Blood from the one you love. Oh, that's how you heal yourself. Is apparently how you get your heart back into your body. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's how it sucks back up. Go all the way off. Yeah. Like I the uh, <laughs> curtain. <laughs> so, great. Love that. Um, so now Strat's dead, uh, but he's still, like, Falco's still hunting down the lost. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, Raven came back, but her dad's still pissed. Yeah. <laughs> for yes, some reason. Because they're still lost out there. Yeah. Um, and he wants them to be dead. Tink's on a rampage. Tink is pissed. Uh, because Tink is dead. a twink and he's pissed. <laughs> Tink the twink. Tink is the twink ticked. is pissed. <laughs> because, like, so that point comes after. So, like, because I wrote that after um, they have, like, a memorial for Strat at, like, the Lost's, like, bar that yeah. they yeah. hang out at. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, man, damn. He was so young. He was young. so young. 
and it's like for we've so been eighteen years. for eighteen years. <laughs> Damn. Um, at one point they made R.I.P. to a real At one, one point they like made a dick joke in the lament of the song, yes. and I don't remember what it They're was. And horny I horny all the time. Like I, w- I wish I would have written it down, but I said a dick joke and a lament is ten out of ten comedy. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, I I don't know who this is referring to, but I wrote he's gonna fight the train. I don't know who that's about. I think maybe Twink. Tink? <laughs> Maybe Twink? <laughs> I, yeah, I think Tink's like, I'm so mad! Yeah. And then he just runs into a tunnel. Wait, somebody was Falco? running into a tunnel and there was a train coming? Yeah, no. Or like, is it Falco? Falco is like Falco. running the trains again because he's like trying to find yeah, everybody. Yeah, he knows they live in the tunnels yeah. and he's like, we're going to get them. We're going to get them. Let's go! So like, And Tink's like, I'm going to... Because the re- because Falco does come to like their little hidey hole, yeah, right? Yeah, he gets there, I think. Yeah, there's That's like full, later, there's fully a fight. Oh yeah, there is a fight. Yeah, I didn't take as good notes in the in the second act. Well, it was tough okay. to follow. It was well, tough to follow <laughs> what was happening. So like the reason we're all so confused right now is because nothing makes sense. No, no, the, none of the it. musical truly Cannot doesn't make any sense. Not stress at all. that enough, frankly. Um, because no, like <laughs> the reason Big that psych. the reason that Tank is mad is because of um Raven and strat right and yeah. also the reason he's dead is dead is raven yes like it's tied to her but like so. there's yeah yeah so like yeah <laughs> i'm trying so, i'm trying to i'm trying to yeah i'm trying to piece this together well don't because you can't there's no hope <laughs> It's important to note that so Strat's dead. Everyone's sad about it. They're in their little hidey hole. Right. They're all lamenting, and this is where we get a little more background on the characters. Yes, but not really. Is this like, where the this is, is yeah, this is up? somebody yes. says I I miss, I the, miss orphanage. the orphanage, <laughs> and I said of course there was an orphanage. <laughs> okay, I do think this is Tink that's gonna fight the train. I think Tink yeah. gets all up in arms. He runs into the tunnel. He's like, I'm gonna kill that guy. I'm like, who who How? who? What You're are you 15. talking about? Um, anyway. Remember that part where you're 15? <laughs> We're doing that thing to Tink that everybody in the show's doing. Exactly. How? Yeah. You're just down. a little kid, you you're stupid a, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> stupid so, bitch. So then Valkyrie starts singing. I wrote, she's Florence. I wrote, Florence has arrived, which I assume means Florence, Florence in the, the machine. machine. <laughs> um, and then I wrote also Birdie. Because uh, I guess that's like what her voice read to me Sure. As. Um, which are two very different voices, so I'm not sure what I was thinking there. Um, <clears throat> the guy who looks like the guy from Drumline, the guy from, what did you say? SpongeBob the Musical. SpongeBob the Musical. <laughs> and for me, uh, Tim Faust, uh, I wrote, he sings like boys to men. And I don't know if that oh. means his mannerisms or what his okay, voice actually sounded like. I feel like maybe he had like a weird R&B quality. He did. Yeah. Reminds so me. So now they're all singing. To me. They each get like a verse and they're all singing like about something horrible that's basically like in a, in a way to get This is where we meet over. the characters in the second yeah, act. Yeah, essentially in the second, <laughs> in the, in the second very act. beginning of the second act is when um, we finally find out who the who fuck these, these people, people are. <laughs> and it's like, these. here's all the bad shit we've lived through, but we're going to come together and be stronger, basically. Right. And it's like, I was abused. My best friend Kenny died. Um, <laughs> Not Kenny. 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 I wrote some, and then I wrote some extreme character development happened during intermission that we were not privy to. Nobody knew about it. Um, People are like, oh my God, Strat's dead. We're so sad. We loved him. I loved him. Yeah. Um, Tink is 
apparently revealed to be in love, which you should have known before. I just didn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I guess I have an inherently heterosexual view of the world. Heteronormativity. That's on me. It's, um, it's a poison. <laughs> that's why I'm problematic. <laughs> um, is that the poison that made them all mutants? <laughs> yes. Probably. Heterosexual. Hetero- heteronormativity. Made them all mutants. <laughs> made them horny 18-year-old mutants. Um, I mean, that's what made me a horny right. <laughs> Think about all those teenage mutants. <laughs> that's true. Let's not get there. So, so then Zahara has Strat in a cave. Yes. Where she's healing him yes. to hide him. And and Zahara like brings Raven, Raven to find yes. Strat. Yeah. And also reminder, Zahara is Raven's nurse. <laughs> yes. yes. And has crushed up sleeping pills and given her sleeping pills like her whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't have dreams. <laughs> this is it's so confusing. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like that's like a plot line in the giver. Yeah. <laughs> Where they have to take their medicine so they so don't they have dreams. dreams. That's biz- it's bizarre. <laughs> I completely I forgot understand. that plot line from the giver. Um, um, I was very concerned because at one point Strat is up on top of so the tunnel is always there. Yeah, and but there is a bridge sort of thing where you can get on top of the tunnel. Yes, there's like a a a, a platform up there, and Raven at some point is. Like lying and lolling around on the very edge of the plot. I was yes. very concerned she was going to fall to her right. death. Oh, that was. I was so upset. I think that's way that's later, later in the second half. Because I stopped taking notes. I think I that's like right before they get married. Simply trying to Spoiler figure alert, out. Yeah, they get married. I was just trying to figure out what was going on. But that's the next note I have is this bitch is about to fall to her death. Yeah. No, I wrote um because so like Zahara brings Raven and like she, they, she like sees Strat and mm-hmm. like. They start like making out. So, and I wrote down, I'm like, he's half dead. It is not the perfect time to start fucking. It's so bizarre. Also, stop having sex on that dirty mattress. Stop (laughs) having sex on that rash dress. (laughs) There's this this disgusting mattress that just kind of like gets like carried around on stage throughout the show. And it. Yeah. Like, it's so nasty looking. And I think that's for crying out loud. That's when they're like, he comes back to life. Yeah. They're like, we're in love. Wait. Right? Isn't that for crying what out loud? Is, is that, you took the words right out of my mouth? When does that happen? Um, does it, that's the marriage song. Yeah. Yeah. So you for crying the, out loud is first? Yes. Okay. So it goes, um, in the land of the pig, the butcher is king, which is Falco. Which is Falco mm-hmm. singing Heaven, about how he hates all the loss. Yeah. And he's going to kill Heaven him. can wait. I think that's her, that's, that's Raven, Raven singing to Strat. Mm-hmm. Um, objects yeah. in the rearview mirror. Are closer um, than they are is a real lyric. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think yes. that's that's the group. That's the group. where we that's all find lost. out about yeah. everything. Yeah. And then it's for crying out loud with Strat and Raven. Yes, and then which is like the song that they fuck to, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like falling that, back in love. Yeah. I think. I don't remember. And then you took the words right out of my mouth. Happens and right. That's so the they wedding? fell in love, and then there's the response. Right. Right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. She gets the response right. So now she's allowed to marry him. So now him. she's allowed to marry him. Um, and they get married. Yes. And also maybe Zahara and Jaguar also get married. Yeah, they like fall in love. Or okay. she allows him to love. Yeah. Okay. Which is also a plot point that we don't see happen no. at all. Again, no. that's the development that happens. This during is the first moment that uh <laughs> they've had together since, since the song where she's like, I don't love you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I love you. Um also <clears throat> uh, this would have been the perfect song to wrap everything up. Oh, absolutely. I can't yes. stress enough. A lot has happened to get us to the wedding point. 
And I was like, if it ended with the wedding, even though we had plenty of story that hadn't been completed, I felt fine with that as an ending. Yes. Right. It was not the end. It wasn't. No. It's well, a it big, huge Because you know number. it's coming. Except for, okay, so like I have, so I have a note because I have a note that says Pavlov's gun because we're idiots. <laughs> yeah, because I saw a gun and I screamed, Pavlov's gun. Yes. Famously, Pavlov's gun. <laughs> if you see a dog at the beginning of a show, it, it has to sh- be shot by <laughs> the end right. of the show. It's, you can see that principle play out in Old Yeller. It's Pavlov's gun. <laughs> yes. The actual principle is called Chekhov's gun. If you don't know that, it's if I. But I want to s- know that that was not even the length of time that Chekhov. Because the, no, the Chekhov's rule about Chekhov's gun is, is if there's a gun in Act One, it'll it has go to go off, in, act off in, sec- in Act Three or whatever. Or two. Um, this happened in a scene. We saw the we gun, saw the gun, and the gun and went the off. Gun goes off. Once Wait, no, no, yeah, yeah. Because so, like, the whole thing is that Tink and Falco like find each other. Yeah, Tink's pissed after the Tink wedding. Tink is pissed. Right. Af- oh, is that Fully after the wedding? Pissed. I thought it was yeah. before the wedding. I'm pretty sure it's right after the wedding because it's no, not allowed to like, love, right? And he, it's like yeah. his like gay lament. No, because I'm see. This is like where the plot gets so. No, you're right because my notes read this way. This bitch is about to fall to her death. A gun. Thought it was the finale. It wasn't. Doesn't end in a wedding. A gay torch song? Yes. So that is the chronological. <laughs> because that's how mine goes <laughs> to. Mine says they're going to fuck on that dirty mattress. And they do. And, <laughs> and they, and they do. And it's disgusting. <laughs> and then Pavlov's gun. Because Tank goes to Falco Tower. And is he's like going to sell out the yeah. lost. So he's that like, he can. So that. So that. Falco can come and take Raven, Raven so that he Didn't can be in love with Strat. That's what happens right. when you're 15. Right. Don't, yeah. don't quite think things through. If so I like, get rid of her, I'll get him. And that's how this works. Yes. And that's how this works. So like he makes like a deal with the devil and then he <gasps> leads. Ransom, because at some point yes. they explain the concept of, of ransom, ransom in Act 1. And Tink being 15 is like, I got ransom. Yeah. And doesn't understand what ransom is. And I'm like, you're 15. You stupid idiot. You're fucking 15. You should we'll know what ransom is. Out of the house unchaperoned. It's wild. Um, So now. That's right. The wedding happens and Falco shows up at, at the, the wedding. wedding. That's yes. Right. Which That's is right. at the bar. Yes. And then is like this wedding shall not stand or something like that. Something like that. And um. And, a, and and also Sloane is there. The mom is like yeah, at the wedding she because she's because at the at, at the beginning yeah. of the second act she like fully leaves Falco. She does. She leaves and is with the lost now as yeah. well. She's like, I'm horny, just like these teens. Yeah. I'm gonna go uh, do some weird milf stuff with them. Go all the way off. It's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre. And so but Falco's pissed, and Falco that's why he goes to and fight. he's lost yes. everything. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's lost everything because he wants Sloane back. Also, and the dad back. is abusive. That's like implied slash not even implied yeah. overtly. That's yeah. just like it just is happening. He like is not nice to the mom and like right. hits her or throws her or something. Yeah. Something happens where it's like, oh and, like, shit, the first act, this went yeah. from like very horny to abusive. Yeah. 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 Um, and I so think... she leaves him. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, So like now we're at the wedding. Yeah. Which is like a gutter punk trash wedding. The theme is gutter punk trash. Yes. <laughs> also the theme of my wedding. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Again, she's still wearing those Doc Martens. Yeah. It's confusing. It's in a white now, and now a white homecoming dress. Yeah. Yeah. A white uh, yeah. punk. Like you found it at a thrift shop and then tore it up a little more. 
Yes. Is she also punk. still wearing yeah. the leather jacket yes. at this point? She, I yes. I think she wears the leather jacket over the, the yeah, wedding dress. Yeah, it's real cute. Oh, she does a quick change on stage. She fully puts the dress on yeah. on stage. Yeah. Um, it happens a bunch of people like surround her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then she comes out in a wedding dress. Because. Which, um, Connor, you seem surprised by it, but I literally watched happen. I like watched her walk. Someone oh, was I, surprised I wasn't, by it. I, was, I wasn't paying attention to her. I okay. was watching because like that is happening during a number. Yes. Other um, things are happening on stage. I've, and I was watching the choreography because famously choreography look away. was wild. Um, they This is at the point before the wedding when they make the specific joke from Peter Pan. Yes. Where, she, where the um, drumline Spongebob, the musical, and Tim Faust, Tim Faust <laughs> the f- guy. 38-year-old man. Yes. Says, is she going to be our mom? Which is a joke from Peter Pan. Ah. Uh. Where Funny. W- one of the Lost Boys says about Wendy, is she our new mom? And that somehow works better than it did in this yeah. context. <laughs> yes. This is a fully, as Stephanie said, almost 40-year-old man asking if this 18-year-old this, will be his mom. If Raven is going to be it their new mom. Weird. It Very weird. <clears throat> so the wedding happens. Tink's pissed. Strat's like arrested or taken away. Somehow yeah. the wedding gets broken up by yes, Falco. By Falco. Yeah. And then Tink's like, oh, shit, this plan didn't work at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm my dope. best friend's married and I'm still in love with him. Right. Um, the Then it cuts to back at like Raven's room. It does because yeah. they're at the Falco's house, living yeah. room, because yes. Zahara shoots. No. Raven yes. shoots. Someone shoots the dad. No, 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 no. Tries to. She, Zahara tries to shoot the dad. Okay. She, I she, thought she, like, she, she shot like, him. She like shoots like next to him. I thought he like grabbed his side. Does no? Does I, he? No, I don't I think don't he. Get, I don't okay. think the dad he might gets have shot. And it might have been a fake out. I don't My know. impression was the dad got shot, and then he comes back later, and I was like, "Hold on, <laughs> I thought this man was dead." No. And he isn't. Because the gun went off and I was like, for sure he's dead. No, because, so like, I'm relatively sure that what happened was that Zahara, Zahara is like the deus ex machina that like nobody fucking knows what she's truly doing. (laughs) True. Um, And what I saw on stage happen was like, wasn't Zahara trying to like, rescue raven essentially or she was trying yes. to like rescue the the lost who were there yeah um and he he like advanced toward her and she had the gun somehow sure from the scene between him and tank listen much like every uh police station in america the the evidence chain somehow was compromised and i don't know who had the possession of the gun at any at given what point. point it changed hands a lot just somehow zahara ended zahara up ended up with it what i saw was that she like shot to the side of him just a warning shot? Like a warning shot. Yeah. yeah. And he well, stopped. that is a like... waste of everyone's time, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so when the dad came back, I, having misinterpreted the scene, was very confused. Yes. I thought for sure he was dead. I was like, he was shot. I saw it happen. Apparently, I didn't. Yeah, but who knows? Like, Strat had his heart fly out of his chest. And, it and he's alive. In this world. <laughs> Truly. Um, then Raven and her mom are just like hanging out. Everyone has changed outfits. At one point, Zahara comes back and she looks like 
Jaden Dior Fierce meets oh Ginger God. Minge's future look from All Stars 2. Mm. Look that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's silver. It's a corset bodice situation. It's weird. And that's what she's wearing. And they're singing. Um, then the mom pulls Famously out. Famously in a musical. That's yeah, what they do. They do. <laughs> then the mom, I think, pulls out the skull scrapbook photo album purse. Gives it to Raven and is like, they're looking through a photo album at some point. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yes. But I don't know why. Uh, Did we just like all collectively black out? I honestly got, I didn't know what was act. happening. No so one knew often. what was happening because it was like the original plot from act one was thrown out the window. Yeah. Essentially. It was, it was a different just story. It was an yeah. entirely different story. So then, and then I just wrote evil laugh throws off your timing. So that, <laughs> that has to be the dad, but I don't know about what. I don't either. Um, and so, then there's a projection that says six months later. No, 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 no. We're not no, there not yet. yet. We're not there yet. No, 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 okay. no, no. Because that's all because my notes say. So <laughs> my notes again, very sporadic in Act Two. Truly, not sure what happens. So I should like, probably pull up the plot synopsis. So like at some point, uh, yeah, maybe Wikipedia has yeah, better insights yeah. for us. Yeah, there's like <laughs> because we have to get to the point where Falco and. Oh no! So Zahara like shoots, but and then like drops the gun or something like that, and then they run out. So then Falco has the gun or yes. something again. I don't know. Okay, because I'm so sorry. I ha- I'm sorry. I have to read this to you. This is psycho. So <clears throat> Sloan, having had enough of Falco's tyrannical behaviors, enters the basement accompanied by several lost members who evaded getting captured. With their assistance, she frees the lost from the cage, allowing them to escape. Meanwhile, Zahara takes a pint of blood from Raven and wakes her up. She tells Raven to come with her and they leave. Unbeknownst to them, Tink has been hiding in the room behind the door. And in a fit yes. of jealousy, he violently rips into the pillows on Raven's bed. Oh, I remember that And now, then yeah. throws a knife at her photo. Zahara it, takes Raven. Tink is twink and he's pissed. Zahara takes Raven to the safe area. Script says, the attic of the Natural History Museum. But this is depicted on stage as an area filled with rocks. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, I mean, the Natural History Museum attic might be filled with it rocks. Could be yeah, I mean, rocks. for all we know, we don't. We've never been in there. So then, oh yeah, it's revealed that she's Zahara's part of the Lost. She defends Sloane enters the room, defends Zahara from Falco. She attempts to talk some sense into Falco. He pushes her away, prompting her to yell that she's leaving him, and she rushes to attack him. Falco is about to strike Sloan until Zahara fires two warning shots with her gun before right. leaving while beckoning Sloan to come with her so they can both leave in safety. Uh, then the call and response. The lost are so excited that Strat's alive. Um, they hold a wedding and Sloan joins in celebration. And Raven throws the bouquet over her shoulder. This is caught by Zahara um, who is freaked out. So she throws it again where it is caused by female lost member Shurzo who gets down on one knee and proposes to Sloan. I couldn't tell you who Sherzo is. Literally missed that entire thing. But I do want to now take this opportunity to tell the story about one time I caught a bouquet at a wedding. Yeah. uh, Because it's just my instinct and I have very long arms. Snatched it out of the air (laughs) and immediately shoved it into someone else's arms. And then that person pretended that she had caught the bouquet. (laughs) There's photographs. It's very bizarre. That's funny. Um... After the wedding, Strat and Raven go to the dunes where they talk. Raven reveals she's now able to dream for the first time, and they attempt wow. to consummate their relationship, only to be interrupted by a jealous Tink. 
who urges Strat to send Raven back to Falco. They get into an argument while Tink sings his unrequited love song for Strat. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, at Falco Towers, Falco unsuccessfully tries to dissuade Sloane from leaving him after losing Raven, and he's left all alone to reflect on his actions. He's later visited by Tink, who offers him a deal. Uh, he will take him to where Raven is in exchange that no one gets hurt and that he will leave the loss alone after he gets Raven back. Like that's ever worked in the history of the world. Right. Um, <clears throat> in the deep end, the lost are gathered at the bar, continuing to celebrate the union while Jaguar serenades Zahara. Celebration is interrupted when Falco bursts through the wall with his militia and Tink. Yes. He reveals the deal he and Tink made and orders the lost to return Raven to him if they want him to leave them alone. Oh, it's Falco that's looking through the photo album. That's when he's like, that's oh, right. fuck, I lost okay. everything. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Sorry, guys. I have, Again, my notes were very confusing. I also have a note here that says, <laughs> just a scrapbook moment. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. He's but, like, ah, my family. I was like, okay. So so we we touched on all of that just out of order. Yeah, we Which did. is fine. Yes. Um, but like, so now that, that we're here, yes. this is when um, a fight erupts at the bar and- yeah someone starts rest tank starts wrestling with whoever has the gun yeah and tank gets shot correct and this is the gay little fall of rain moment that's right with eponine <laughs> and uh marius yeah. and it's Except just in this version um strat gets pissed at raven yeah and tells her to leave right. they've just been married they literally they just almost got had sex but they couldn't because of tank yeah and then now Tink is dying, he's and he's and like, Raven, this is fault. your fault. Yeah. <laughs> because you're dead. Yeah. So was Falco the one that was wrestling with Tink, probably? I um, think so. I think it just says that, that there right. a scuffle ensues, which abruptly ends when Falco accidentally and unintentionally shoots Tink. Yes. Yeah. So those two are fighting over the gun. Yeah. Okay. Because, because I think Falco was going to go hurt one of the- He was going after Strat. Yeah. yeah. He was going after Strat, and, and Tink Tink's was like, no. Yeah. And then- and then they sing their little song that they mm-hmm. sang at the beginning of the show right. mm-hmm. together. And that's the gay little fall of rain. Right. Rock um, and roll dreams come through. Yes. That's yeah. the funeral at any rate. Rock power ballad to save a soul. <laughs> that's what I wrote down. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and then. Raven then, leaves and goes back Raven home. leaven leaves and goes back goes to the back Falco to Tower. Because and then literally the next thing husband. that happens is across the stage it just says six, six months, months later. <laughs> when that happened well right before that Meryl was like there's not enough time. there's not enough time there's she literally said there's not enough time I'm like there's not enough time there's no way we can wrap this up and right before that so these time projections had not been these like time chirons had not been used no before act two no but no. there was another one that was like Six seconds later, yes, or ten seconds later, or at, at the, the same beginning time. of act, yeah, because at the beginning of act two, it's like the uh, the, uh it, the crash happens, the crash happens, but it, and then like one of the Chirons was like literally at that the moment, same- the same moment <laughs> yeah. is like back at the tower. So bizarre, it was weird. Yeah. So the six months later happens. Sloane is still wandering through the city, delivering a beautiful monologue about how she's tried and failed to recapture her youth. Raven has become a recluse by secluding herself in her bedroom until Strat slips in through the window again. And he's like, my bad, should not have banished you six months ago. I know it wasn't your fault Tink died, and I still love you. Bold. <laughs> Fully bold. <laughs> a bold move. A truly bold move. But um, so I just want to say, when the time jump happened, 
Meryl and I both screeched. <laughs> and it's quiet. No one else No one else is reacting to this. But we are fully fucking yelling in the theater because never in my goddamn life <laughs> in musical theater have I ever seen a time jump later later not e- not like I mean it was like Spongebob yeah <laughs> like a time card to pop up and be like six months later it was bizarre and then so we're in Raven's bedroom oh my god I'm sh- just gonna oh try and set the scene for you so Please. Raven's like so sad in her bed it's devastating also, her mom and her dad are in there, or they come in at some point. They come, they come in. They come in halfway through point. the okay. next number okay. that you're setting up. So, so she's very sad. Uh, Strat Nightman comes once again yeah. into her into room. room, and then she he's like, "I'm so sorry, baby. That was my bad. I should not have done what I did to you. Yeah. My best friend's been dead for a while now. I feel like I'm over it. I'm ready to move on. I want you back. <laughs> I want you back. And then the musical." <laughs> introduction just like it's such a okay i'm just gonna do i'm just gonna play it because i feel that's the only way to accurately convey i did not read the song list the yeah. track list for this Neither i had I. no clue this was coming and then all of a sudden we just hear <laughs> that and i was like what i fully <laughs> clutched Connor and went. I'm pretty sure I said no. Yeah, you did. I'm pretty sure you I did sat out loud. straight the fuck up and went no. <laughs> I was so delighted because it's all coming back to me now. In somehow my greatest fever dream was coming to life Truly. on stage where I got to see a musical theater rendition of the Celine Dion song It's All Coming Back to Me Now yes. in its entirety sung by two teenagers <laughs> and then at the same time her parents come her in parents. and they start singing and they started singing it all in her bedroom in her bedroom They're taking which is turns a weird choice reconciling yeah. as couples it's it was so good I <laughs> was singing. I was singing along. Oh. I broke like the cardinal rule oh, of fully. theater. Where I was like, fully. you had uh, your paradise moment. <laughs> I was living. I've never been so excited in love. Yes. It was an amazing. It's an amazing number. That's such an incredible choice. Oh, it was um, like literally, no one was expecting it. No, nothing could prepare you. And for then, that. just like you said, that musical flourish and realization of what a, of what's of what about, was about to, come. to happen to us. <laughs> we listened to the whole song. I sang. I was emoting. I was feeling that yeah. song. Oh, it's so 100%. good. Everyone's killing it. It was. It was yeah. the eleven o'clock number. Yeah, and it, it worked. Was. And it it yeah worked. Um, um, and Steph, you mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. So this, yeah. it's all coming back to me now, mm-hmm. is a Jim Steinman song. Yeah. And Which we should have known because it's seven minutes long. Right. Like, it so sense. clearly is a Jim Steinman <laughs> joint. <laughs> um, and was originally part of his, like, Pandora's Box project sure. that I know nothing about. Sure. Um, so Celine Dion is a cover is of cover, that. Which is crazy. Yeah. And then in Bad Out of Hell 3, Meatloaf also covers it. Return of the Bats. Return of, <laughs> Return of the Bats. Even more Bats. <laughs> bats now everywhere. with tempers and more Bats. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Spider-Man 2, Selena, too many Spider-Man. So, it's just nuts to me that in the year of our Lord 2019, I can realize that I, we live in a world where Celine Dion covered yeah. meatloaf. Yeah. Incredible. Culture's amazing. It's This should be taught in schools. I'm fully serious. How is this never discussed this is American, in any of my theater history This is classes? American history. It should be taught to the children. Yeah. It's unreal. Um, Wild. And it was, it's, and like you said, it was just so fucking amazing to see it on stage. To see it performed. And I want everyone to know that the song ends with both couples reconciling. Yeah. yeah. The Absolutely. mom's like, you know what? I know that you treated me really terribly and that I drink because of you, but I feel like you've changed. Yep. You and also I'm shot. not young anymore. <laughs> yeah. Also. And listen, man, it's been six months and I keep singing about how old I am and <laughs> nobody will have me. Basically. So you might as well. <laughs> so here we go. This might as so well happen. So everyone just reconciles. Yeah. Everything's fine. And then the... They reprise I Do Anything for Love. Yeah. That's I think that's the finale. The yeah. first time. Yeah, it's not a reprise. It's, yeah, it's just that's the end. Yeah. I do anything. But I thought that was part of Paradise by the Dashboard. No, no right. that's a completely no. different song. Yeah. It's, a it's a different song. That's so from Bad Out of Hell 2. So sorry. Back sure. into Hell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Um, also, just so you know, looked up the name of Bad Out of Hell 3. It, it is. Oh, go off. The monster is loose. <laughs> Who's the monster? Sure. Is Me, it Meatloaf? The Bat Monster. <laughs> the Bat Monster. The Bat yeah. Monster. Yeah. That's Satan. Um, yeah, this is wild. Okay, I did not realize I would do anything yeah. for love was a completely different song. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's mostly. You know more Meatloaf meat songs yeah. than you right. think you do. You're correct. It's absolutely Everybody correct. does. Um, it's more than you think. They're not all one song. <laughs> Although you would be surprised, <laughs> they all feel like one. Song. True, they really do. Um, but yeah. it's it's all it's um I do anything for love, um but I won't do that is sung by the three main couples, yeah, um including Zahara, Zahara and, and Jaguar, Jaguar, who are now a couple, who are now a couple. Well, she caught the bouquet, so and it's implied. Yeah. But <laughs> once again, we saw literally none, none of, of that, that plot. Nope, that <laughs> happened in the six months we didn't get to see. Yeah, we jumped right past their courtship. Yeah. I'd love to see a sequel musical that's just the just Zahara the two of Jaguar <laughs> love story. Yeah. Um, I would love that as well. And I always, I, I guess it's just been my interpretation of the song because I don't actually listen to, I'm realizing now I don't actually listen to the lyrics of yeah. any song. Um, <laughs> because I always thought I would do anything for love, but I won't do that was like the limit. The limit. But yeah. now it's, but they're singing it like I'll never leave you. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like I would do anything, but I would never leave you. It's like a love. It's a legit love song. Right. I always thought it was like a not a love song. I don't know why. <laughs> Listen, um, you guys, I don't know what I've ever thought anything is. No, it's okay. My world's been rocked. Celine Dion covered Meatloaf. I'm just still trying to recover from that. Pavlov's gun, etc. Pavlov's gun. Um, um, I did write down um, because at during this number, the finale number. Um, Sloan and Falco like join the Lost, mm-hmm. and they like take off their like fancy like rich people clothes and like put on like gutter punk trash clothes. Sure. And I wrote down, um, Chekhov's gun was a costume change the entire time. <laughs> Deep down, <laughs> we're all gutter punks. It's That's true. the moral of the story. I want you to know that the runtime on the cast album is only an hour and forty four minutes. So, so there's an hour of talking that we're missing out on. That's wild. Um. Surprising. Well, I mean, it also just like there's also all of the riots. 
Yeah. A lot of riots, a lot of that dancing. Take there's a there's a ton of dance breaks. So finale, Strat and Raven, Falco and Sloan, Zahara and Jaguar make vows to their respective partners. During the song, Falco is forced at gunpoint into a lake by Zahara, where he emerges several seconds later dressed in a different outfit, a baptism slash redemption. In the U.S. tour during the song, The Lost... During the song, the lusts around Falco, it looks like they're going to beat him up. Yeah. Right. And when they disperse, he's wearing a rock style outfit. Devastated we didn't get to see a the lake. threatened into a lake. Yeah. Um, Do we think the lake is the chemicals? Oh, maybe. Wish. So he gets oh, to be 45 forever. <laughs> <laughs> a curse. <laughs> Truly a curse. Yeah. So that's bad out of hell. I hope that that um, relayed to you all listening some fraction of the insanity and wonder of this production that was that musical yeah it was truly amazing i personally and i i wanted to go back we all talked about going back to see it then i thought something might get lost now that i knew what was going to happen yeah but i i would want to watch like a video of it just to see the. I, i need to convey the energy of these actors in a way that i like I don't know how. Yeah. I mean, like like you said, they were at a 10 the entire time. There was never not a point where... There were we no were, soft moments. Yeah, there was there no, was like, truly we're falling no in love. Soft it's always at the breaking point of, yeah. like, angst or anger or horniness or yes. uh, joy. Like, oh, okay. Someone outside is <laughs> chatting it up. They're excited, too. Go see Bad Out of Hell. Okay. Oh, you can't. You can't. It's closed. It's closed. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like this has brought us to the point. Well, well, is it time? I think it's time. Let's, okay. Let's ask Connor. Why don't you ask Stephanie the question? Okay, Steph, man, and chair this. Why or why do you why do you love or why do you hate this musical? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I absolutely love this musical. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just climb out of my skin in my chair, like I was doing the whole time. Um. So we've touched on how it was out of ten, right? Um, and the way that I've like described it to people when I've been talking about how I see it is like basically the show is an orgasm. Yeah, 100%. Like everyone's at a 10 the whole time. Mm-hmm. You're having a blast and you don't know what the fuck is going on. No, like it makes point. no sense, but it's so enjoyable. And I think like. <laughs> and that's orgasm. Yeah. And, and that's that is what an orgasm. orgasm is. <laughs> um, so I think like part of this for me is just like I, I am one of the people that loves meatloaf. Yeah, like, sure. Growing up, it was just like a lake album. It was always something that we listened to on the boat. Mm -hmm. So, and like my little like weird theatric brain was like, oh, this would be a perfect musical. Come to find out two days ago, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. I mean, definitely. The songs are story songs. Like, it's absolutely telling a story. And so, like, I had my ideas, and like some of them definitely kind of like were the same ideas that were thrown out in front of me sure um and i do mean thrown because it was just like splattered on the stage (laughs) yeah it was no crazy it was just a crazy wild fun ride and yeah the performances were amazing lena hall oh is every award my goddess she should have every award she's incredible yeah she was um and it was just it was just a blast yeah overall for sure and Meatloaf. <laughs> Meatloaf. Meatloaf. We love. Absolutely. <laughs> Connor, manage this for us. Um, so I really did love this musical. Yeah. I don't think it would be one that I would ever go back and listen to. Because no. I tried to listen to the cast album and I was like, the, the magic is lost. Yeah. You don't really get the insane, frantic energy. There was one point my notes literally just say, 
is everyone on meth? <laughs> I literally said it's like doing amphetamine. <laughs> Truly. Um, it's like you said, it was fun. It's intoxic. The energy in the theater was intoxicating, mm-hmm. um, especially with the energy bouncing off of the audience. Yeah. Having everyone there like essentially be a meatloaf stan was like yeah. probably the best thing you could ask i'm for. sure that's how the actors can sustain being at a 10 like oh you're exactly just you're just feeding off, off energy. that energy yeah. oh, sure um and it's just like the most fun i've ever had at a show because 100%. you are just living in this weird fucked up world mm-hmm. and it's like just the power of meatloaf baby (laughs) so yeah i i really do love it i also kind of agree i don't know if i would ever go see it again either yeah because i think part of the magic was completely going in completely blind having no idea what was going to happen what to expect from a meatloaf musical (laughs) right and then to have that happen i don't know if i could go back and especially because like I arguably think the show is very bad. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's like it's a, a terrible show. show. It's a bad show. But I feel like it's like kind of the same way of like, would you watch Crybaby again? Like, sure, yeah, sure. That makes okay. sense. I was, you I've kind also. Of enjoy the bad parts of it. Right. True. I've yeah. also been. And that's the camp element, I think. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And I've also been describing it um, when talking to people about it um, as like think about Mamma Mia like Mamma Mia in no way is a good show because <laughs> the plot is loose at How best <laughs> but the show is just so fucking fun yeah because everybody loves ABBA and it's right. the every, like the energy is infectious and everybody's just having a good time so it's like that similar situation um but yeah I don't know if I would ever go see it again or listen to it again I'm just so happy that we were able to experience it 100% Meryl man in chair yeah, I mean, I wish I could bottle and sell for money the joy that I felt when I heard the first notes of It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Yeah. Like, I've never felt pure exhilaration like that. Yeah. Maybe ever in my life. I was, it was so like, delighted. It was like literally the biggest rush of serotonin yeah. ever. Straight to my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were several moments like that where I was like... Mm-hmm just stunned couldn't believe what was happening very excited about it i will say the songs are long and a bit repetitive and there were definitely times when i could feel my focus sliding Mm. um especially if there wasn't if it was just two people like the um two out of three ain't bad yeah zahara was amazing her voice was incredible but i didn't care about those people right they weren't really interacting there wasn't a whole lot happening it was kind of like a uh a plant and and mm-hmm. just sing kind of thing and it's not particularly interesting so i did a couple times feel my like focus slipping yeah and i was like okay this is dragging a little bit again it was two hours and 40 minutes felt like 10 minutes it yeah really absolutely. did and then in other parts it felt like a full two hour and 40 minute show so I, I waffled back and forth but yeah there's nothing that can compete with having seen it going in blind yeah um <clears throat> I will say I was because I was also thinking about Mamma Mia as a jukebox musical. My biggest issue is that I did not grow up like Stephanie did with <clears throat> Meatloaf, the whole albums. Like I obviously yes. knew Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. Same. And apparently um, I would do anything for love, which are not the same song as I'm <laughs> finding out. And famously, 
Uh, it's all coming back. It's all coming back to me. Um, but my dad likes Meatloaf. I called him after the show and I was like, oh my God, it was incredible. He's like, well, of course, Meatloaf's amazing. You should, like, right. of course it would be great. But I think the difference between Mamma Mia and Bad Out of Hell in a really particular way is that, like, ABBA's songs are real, they're very pop. They're oh, very absolutely. easy to understand lyrically. Sure. Mm-hmm. Something about the rock aspect of Bad Out of Hell made it really hard to understand yeah. the lyrics and what was happening, at least for me. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. a sound mixing issue or I, if it's just I, because it's yeah. rock music. And but, also they were just like and screaming. at a 10. Yeah, yeah they were at a 10. Screaming. And, but for me, yeah. I think it's really hard. It didn't make me want to go and listen to bad out of hell the oh you should meatloaf album i want to now just the way that you're talking about it and um correct me if i'm wrong these songs were not in the order that they are oh no right? it's all over the place so i think it would make more sense if you listened to Probably, the bad yeah. out of hell album yeah. as a mm-hmm. whole and then listened to which is only like seven songs long but when every song is 14 yeah, minutes that exactly. album is two hours so long. <laughs> it was interesting in that respect because i feel like if you hadn't heard abba before you heard mamma mia you would still go back and listen to abba songs sure. maybe that's not correct i i knew abba before i knew mamma mia okay so it's a little bit the yeah. opposite for me but this this musical did not make me want to go listen to meatloaf albums um but i do want to tell everyone i've ever met about this show because it's so crazy yes. right um any person i talked to who sees musical theater regularly in the city was like um oh yeah i i didn't go see bad out of hell that that looked really weird and i was like yeah and, and I, it kind and of I would say, tore apart in yeah. reviews it oh did. yeah it did the we because i i think we both read the new york times review and they oh, were really? like they were like oh it's fun but like at what cost? At what, but at what cost? <laughs> and it is, fu- and and that's what I would say. I was like, honest to God, it was like yeah. the most. Thank God Ben Brantley didn't show. review that because yeah. he would have torn it. I was asshole. like, it was the most fun I've ever had. I couldn't recommend it more, and it was the worst show I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. Like uh, that was always the review I gave. Was like, you couldn't. At no point did I know what was coming next. At no point did I understand what was happening right. as it was happening, and I didn't understand anyone's relation to anyone but everyone was having so much fun it was impossible not to enjoy yourself oh absolutely we came out buzzing we were like lit up when we left that show oh yeah and we thought about coming directly back to the apartment and recording but it was 11 o'clock at night and we do have neighbors and midge was like i don't think we need to be screaming no and that's (laughs) all we can do we would have done like thank god we (laughs) calmed down a little bit yeah um for sure but yeah it was just it was so much fun. Yeah. I hope that it tours because I think it's a very – I wish it would tour because I think yeah. it's a really fun production. Yeah. I, can't... I don't know how they would do it. There's a lot of automation. There's a lot of, like, camera work, um, projection, and stuff like that. I mean, not that you can't put that stuff on the road. You can do pretty much anything. There's yeah. a giant wall that rotates in Les Mis. So we, we can do anything on tour, but – Pretty much. I think that they would have a lot of success on tour because because Meatloaf is so popular. Yes. Those albums were insanely huge. Like yeah. People love them. So I think you would get a lot out of it. But um, it was ju- it's just a, a really fun time. I, I really encourage everyone to s- just see if there's any clips on YouTube, even promotionally. Yeah. Just to see the costumes, the set, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the any, choreography, any like fraction of the energy that we were yeah. experiencing. And again, I, I, not that any actors would ever listen to this, but if you are on the off chance, 
you did an incredible job. True. Everyone was so good. It was so great. This is not in any way shady on the actors' performances. No, because not at all. I thought they were all amazing. Yes. And um, I'd love to see some more choreo from whoever choreographed this. I'd Truly. love to look into it because it was bananas. I loved every second of it. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. So, anything Anything else to add about Bad Out of Hell? I, I think we covered it. We've covered, we, we've covered so much. And if nobody like so knows little. what we're talking <laughs> about. Truly. Everyone, everyone get listening to this episode is going to be like, what? Yeah. Are this the, is, these the rantings episode. of these, these people insane just saying, people? Paradise by the dashboard lies. I don't understand what's going on. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Um, um, so, Steph, do you have any um, projects coming up or any anything plugs? that you would like want to plug? Uh, not currently. There's things coming down the pipe, but all right, far, far off. Far, well, far off. <laughs> if you uh, let us know, we'll promote them <laughs> for sure. For sure. Gotcha. Um, uh, Connor, anything to plug? Uh, no. As usual, you can find me um at crelia12 across all social media. I post a lot of my um, writing there. Um, you can if you ever want to get a little chuckle during mm-hmm. the day. Um. And uh, Meryl, where can people find you? I'm at Meryl K across all platforms. Yep. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, um, and you can follow Bits Over Broadway at Bits Over B-Way on Twitter and Instagram. We are also on Facebook. Yeah, still. Um, Facebook, you can... we are famously still exists. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, like and subscribe. You can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, yep. we're there. Um, let us know your thoughts. Tweet at us. Send us an email, bitsoverbway at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review. Yeah, that definitely. really does help us get um, more, listeners. more listeners. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Word of mouth is so important. <laughs> it's so, so crucial these days. A lot of people don't know this, but word of mouth is so important. <laughs> it's so, so important. Can't stress that enough. Can't okay. stress that enough. So I think that's. Everything. Yeah, that's all of it. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye. It's so bizarre. Is also, stop having sex on that dirty out? mattress. Stop <laughs> having sex on that rash <laughs> There's, this, there's this.